Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about tonight? You want to start by telling them technical difficulties already? Which kind? <laughs> you know which kind. The internet's doing it to us again. Yes, it is. Anyhow, on Sundays we start with the prayer. This is going to be a special prayer for our Jewish brothers and sisters who are having a hard time of it right now over in their own homeland. It's ridiculous, people. And they are coming after the internet any way they can, folks. We're going to tell you how. Then the ups and downs for the week. We're looking for space aliens again. This is just nuts. We will report on the war on Christianity, followed by medical madness, if we get to it. Alrighty then. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh yeah, we start with a prayer. A prayer for standing with the Jewish people from A-I-S-H. A-I-S-H. May he who blessed our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Bless every holy congregation, the men, women, sons, daughters, and all that is theirs. May the Almighty reward them and remove them from all afflictions. May he heal their bodies, forgive their mistakes, and send them blessing and success for their every endeavor, along with the entire Jewish people. Amen. What are we, going someplace? Are we going to Israel today? No? Why are we talking about it? Okay, GOP Senator lead push to allow states to impose internet sales tax from CNSnews.com. Allow states to... Oh, yeah. No, we don't want that. That's on sales again. I don't even have a sales tax here, so it's irrelevant to me. But... Uh, I don't think that it's proper to pay sales tax on something when you're from another state. But that's the that's the rub. That's how they try and catch people with sales taxes. They the more the more uh, you know people that come to sightseeing stuff, the more you make off a of sales tax because you make a sales tax. Then people that don't even live here are paying for coming here and using our roads, etc. 
that's a good argument for a sales tax, a consumption tax. But a better argument for not having one is every, every dollar you spend, X percentage gets taken away. So let's say if it's a twenty, if it's a twenty, they're talking about national now. So let's say if it was a twenty percent sales tax, that means I would lose twenty percent of the money I get. I'm on a fixed income. And I'm already losing value because of the economy. Put sales tax on top of it. <laughs> See, you tax the same thing with people that are retired on Social Security. Price of everything keeps going up. Sometimes they get a cost of living increase, at least. Uh, but we don't think about how a, a nationwide sales tax would affect the retired people. On top of the sales taxes they're already paying income taxes they're already paying, then they're going to have to pay a national sales tax? No, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. You know what? You should say no to consumption taxes, period, frankly. I'm just telling you, the world would be better if you didn't have the government taking 20 cents out of every dollar you spend. Taking 20% of your retirement away from you. All right. Um, Republicans in the Senate are leading efforts to pass legislation that would allow the states to impose a sales tax on online transactions. Senator Mike Enzi, Republican Wyoming, has proposed the Marketplace Fairness Act, MFA, which would allow states to collect and remit sales and use uh, sales and use taxes, like they have in Texas. Sales and use, you get taxed on uh, not only you know, your consumption, but also use, like uh, uh, like lodging. Yeah, Texas doesn't have any taxes. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, that it's, it's enough. I don't like consumption taxes. It's just, it's wrong. I just, I can't see taking people's money like that. All right. Uh, anyway. So this is in respect to remote sales. In other words, uh, the state would collect from whatever store happens to be physically in their constraints, but work. But I, the person buying it, am not there. So they can't give me a sales tax. But if they impose a sales tax, now they have to charge me sales tax. And there's already businesses doing it already. They're already... Check it where you are to find out if uh, to, if you have to pay sales tax or not. It always says no sales tax as long as your state doesn't have one. Mine doesn't. But yours does. So you get lovely to add 20% on every purchase because, you know, that's the way it works. Everything you buy, every dollar you spend, 20% is gone. I don't, I really... I don't know why some people have been just brainwashed into thinking consumption taxes are great. What what one retort was? Why do you wanna? Why do you wanna tax the sweat of my brow? I'm like, why do I want to tax this sweat? But but I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't. But that's not an answer to to. It's it's still your money. That's the sweat of your brow, right? Does it make a difference if, if you get an income tax, you know, take it out when you get it, 
or you have to pay for it every time you make a purchase. I find it extremely annoying when I go from the aisle that says I'm going to pay $5 for something, and then I go to a checkout, and i got to pay $5.20. I don't like that. I would rather send in my flat tax once a year. That's one thing that your daughter, that uh, our daughter and son-in-law were completely amazed when they first moved here from Florida. That what it says on the price is what it is. Right. <laughs> she just couldn't. She's like, I, I just can't get over this. It's, it says two ninety nine. I go to the register. It's two ninety nine. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. We know. <laughs> but you know what? We would be better. Yeah. As just thinking about if. If you wanted to get the most bang for your buck, this state would actually be much better off having a sales tax because of all the sightseeing and tourists that come here. Such, so we could, you know, we'd be cashing the tourists because, well, we already do for lodging. We do have a lodging tax uh, to try and get some money of the people that coming through here that are using our roads. Uh, the yeah, sales tax would... would make sense because then and they come and spend money here and you get money from the people that aren't even living here. And considering, you know, this is such a poor state, that's a good thing. But it's just evil. I, just, I don't like giving the government uh, the power to tell an employee, uh, a business person that they now have to collect taxes for the government. They're not tax collectors. They're merchants. Why are they collecting taxes for the government? Did they volunteer? Do they get paid? Is it mandatory? Oh, it is mandatory. Oh, that would be involuntary servitude, and that's a violation of our... Ah, Amendment 13. You are going to have to explain to all of our iHeart listeners what's going on. Are we having internet issues again? Yep. Uh, well, we got the big storm coming, but it seems that our internet's something between here and there is not working out well and we're getting dropouts as part that's just where suddenly we're not there i'm still talking but you can't hear me if you're live yeah and now if you're on iheart i always upload a, a fixed version when this happens so that you don't miss anything so if you're on iheart and you see two shows the same date Choose the one that is the newest. That's the one that would be the one I uploaded to fix it. So I can't I can't do anything with the other one. iHeart doesn't allow me to access their servers. Uh, they take it directly. And uh, so the, it, what happens is when I upload it back to Spreaker, it automatically uploads it to iHeart. So that's why there's two. Even though iHeart told me that would not happen, that once that was up, that was it. You, you couldn't. You couldn't do anything about it. I'm not about to tell them that I found a back door in their plan, but... You just did. <laughs> They're not listening to this show. Oh, I don't think Spreaker's listening. I don't know, though. They did get, yeah, I did get, you know, 10 years of free service. Well, also this weekend... Maybe they are aware of my show. Evil Knievel days here in Butte, so... Uh... Loading up the cell towers, yeah. and unfortunately we have... Uh, cellular internet you know i i we do really have to see if taking off that normalizer fixes our problem so pop that off for me that normalizer button i just want to watch and see what happens off now okay i'm interested to see how this is going to record uh 
It's already messed up, so why not, right? You were going to do a test show for this. We just did. <laughs> I just this. declared this my test show. Great. Mm. Sorry, live listeners, that, but, you know, it's just getting messed up, and my recording's not coming out right for some reason. Uh, so I think we're turning off the normalizer that... Uh, I don't know what it does. I, I I don't think it doesn't do anything to our voices. I don't think. I think it's it messes up my commercials because when I get the recording, my commercials are lower than we are, and it there's no way I have it set so it would be at least as high as we are. That you know that, that how did it get shrunk? I think it's that normalizer. Again, they should call it, it a shrunken commercializer. How, how are the senators allowing the states? The states are supposed to control the senators. They're supposed to be there for the states. Just the title alone is offensive to me. I it's with it's because they're trying to collect it remotely. In other words, Wyoming wants to collect sales tax for people that live in New York City. Get it? I know they but- just can't, they have no authority. They can't do that. What does the senators have to do with anything? It's not their constitutional duty. First of all, it, it would be it. It would have to originate to doing it again in the House of Representatives. They keep doing this. Senators cannot introduce a bill that has to do with taxation. That's the House's prerogative, and it says it must originate in the House, not start in the Senate and then go to the House. No. Don't swat. <laughs> Just gonna anger bees. Uh, so that, that's why the federal government would have to get involved, but I don't, you know, it, it, I really got to say, if it doesn't, if it doesn't expressly say it in the constitution, I don't care. They can't do it. I'm, I'm not about to give an inch on that. I don't care how much it makes sense. Doesn't matter. They have no power to, uh, uh, all right. If they have the power to tax New York city residents and they do fine. But they can't give that power to another. They can't say, you know what? We have this power. We're going to give it to the states. First of all, all the power comes to the people, then the states, then the national government. That way. Not the other way around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Even the the, the headline is offensive. Well, because people think they can do this. Legally, they cannot. They do, Everything they're passing is not legal. I don't just, There's things people aren't telling you. And as wonderful new... Uh, People up there, those, you know, crews and et cetera, the rest of the Tea Party. I don't hear them talking about anything. Like, where do we get this power of the Constitution to even be discussing this? Why aren't they telling the American people? Why does it come out? Ted Cruz has been saying a lot of stuff. Why does it come out and tell the truth? That all these bills that are getting passed are unconstitutional. That the bureaucracies in the executive branch are unconstitutional. I don't even hear Rand Paul saying it. Where's the great son of Paul? Not so much, huh? Yeah, he's running for president. Uh, he doesn't have the personality to be president of the United States. He's too weak. I'm, t- I'm telling you, Rand Paul is... You know who does? Carly Fiorito and Donald Trump. See the way they just say it like it is? And you see the way they, they have answers for things and they tell you what they're going to do? 
Now Trump's honest. He's a he's he's a negotiator. I had someone come on and try and say Trump wasn't a, a negotiator. Yeah, we were listening to the Dan, Dana show, and he got all his money from his TV show, which is absolute bunk. He he did he had to declare a bankruptcy at least once, probably twice. But any successful businessman has declared bankruptcy. It, the first time you do something, it does it usually doesn't work. If it does, great. But if it doesn't, you got to try again. You got to try something different. That's what businessmen do. They don't ever say, well, I'm going back and getting a job because this is ridiculous. No, they're just going to keep trying, keep having ideas, keep trying to open new stores, keep trying to open new chains. As you get bigger and bigger, you get more acquisitions, and he's in real estate, so he deals in a lot of real estate in Manhattan. Yeah, and everything that the government did really slammed him because of the housing bubble. And that was directly because of the United he States government. He still got like $10 billion. I know, but I'm just saying, he was, he was up against it, I, and still. If Listen, I hope he is the nominee. Let me tell you just the one. Oh, there's two, actually. One, he's going to keep being Donald Trump. And that's just priceless. And he's going to piss everybody off that we don't like, and that's great. Uh, so those that's really good. I like that. That's it. <laughs> that, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, off. and he's going to be a good negotiator, deal maker with our foreign uh, allies and enemies, whatever the case may be. I think, you know, he says it, he's honest. He says it what it is and he's strong. He doesn't back off. He doesn't apologize. And he's not afraid to just walk out. You can't make a you can't be good at making deals if you can't walk away. But And he wants to hold Mexico accountable for the illegals. Yeah, he's just going to have a lot of ideas. And you don't want to be ideal if he and Carly Fiorino are on the same ticket. Because she's already got solutions for everything, it seems. Every, every time you're, she's asked a question, she's got a plan for it. Well, you know, it's the one thing that she did say, and I forget who was interviewing. I think it was Mark Levin. She said the one thing she brought up that nobody else brings up. She says, you know, people do realize that a president can walk in there and get rid of every single solitary executive order that Obama's ever signed into law. Yeah, once one with one executive order, you could void all past executive orders as as you come in, which is what I would do. Yep, I would too. I'm like, no, <laughs> we're done. those are gone. Executive order by. Yeah, you want to do that again? You're going to have to now give you know like 200 years of executive orders. Only the executive order has only affected us probably for about a hundred years now. She's also said the first thing she's going to do is fire people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean. Her and Trump together, two business persons, two strong personalities. She's, I think, she's got more more savvy and brains than he does. Uh, but together, I think they'd make an excellent team. Uh, think about it. They just collaborate. She's got the plans, and he's he's got the, the gravitas. He's got the pen and the phone. Uh, the pen, the phone, and the gravitas. <laughs> Don't forget that. He, he's famous on top of it, which which adds to it, you know, to his ability to use the bully pulpit. They and he will not, be able to. They're not going to let him. The establishment GOP Oh, no, they're, not. they're fighting him tooth and nail, but he's got eight, ten, almost $10 billion. I can't. One says 10, one says eight. Who cares? $8 billion. Barack Obama's had, what, $750 million? We were like, holy smoke, that's spending a lot. He could he could toss that in without even thinking about it. He's got, $1 billion beats $700 million, and he's got 8 to 10 of those. So when it comes to him being able to buy TV ads and... Uh, pay for you know staffing and having phone lines and phone banks and all that stuff. He doesn't have to raise a dime, and people are sending him money. 
he is raising money and a lot of it. Actually, he outraged Jeb Bush at last count, and he's and that's just more money he's got to spend. I mean, I don't know how anybody could successfully fight uh, Trump if he's our nominee because he's gonna he has the money. He also has the money to bury the people in the primaries. Which, unfortunately, this shouldn't even be an issue. How much money you have. And also, he doesn't even need the money. He's laughed about that numerous times. All he does is say something outlandish, and he's got coverage going on, all the channels, all day, all week long. He didn't pay for anything. Don't you get it? It's why he says outrageous things. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to... Keep the press interested. And he's doing a good job. What? Because this is so absurd that we've come to this point. Because the president should have no power over us, and we surely couldn't care less who's running. And unfortunately, that's all anyone's talking about. Actually, I want to take the. I, I want to. Not only the senators, I want to go back to the national. Uh, to the states. I, I want control over electing the president to the states without, our, without us involved. If, well, look, we have take, we're going to take back our states with like-minded people. All these people are going to know the same stuff we do and understand what's wrong and how to fix it, which is basically say no to the federal government. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, we need to take money out of politics, and that's the easiest way to do it. Just make the House of Representatives a statewide, which is not a national, it's a statewide thing. So that that's the only election we'd have to worry about. And we... We know who these people are. They know who we are because, well, we're the state. Sort of like you do at your house. Well, not you. My, uh, my one house representative knows me. Let's put it that way. And I'm thinking tired of having to send me letters back. <laughs> now they do email, so it doesn't cost anything, which I, it's fine with me. I, I like I, I like that better, but... Sometimes they just send out form letters, emails, and I'm like, you know, what I, what I sent you was important, and this is what I give back? Nothing. Just absolutely nothing in regards to my phone call or email or fax. And no, I can't afford to do any blast faxes that everybody has, you know, you pay money for and it goes to everybody. If I had money, I'd use that tool, believe me. Uh, no, I have to go the, I got to go the, you know, freeway. Everything has to be free. So I'm able to do it. So if some of you out there are saying to yourself constantly, well, I can't, I don't really want to talk to them. I don't really think I could do that. You know, I'm for whatever reason, I don't have time. If I could do it absolutely free. So could you, it's not going to take any money. It's not going to take that much of your time. And believe it or not, it's not its not like you hear about... It's not like he's yelling at you or anything. <laughs> that would be inappropriate. You'd be lucky if you get to talk to him. You'll probably talk to one of his aides. So, you know, just understand that that's some volunteer and making no money there, probably. An intern. And uh, you, need to, you need to give him a reason to pass along your message special, not just throw you in a pile. There's, there's a lot of tricks to it. One, if you write a handwritten letter, they will read it over everything else. If it's handwritten and goes through the post office, they will read that first. Because you took the time and effort to write a letter 
stick it in an envelope. You spent the money to put a stamp on it and send it to them. They take that more serious. Anybody can send an email. That doesn't take much. So that that those those could be wishy washy people that you don't have to worry about. But they think anyone that's going to go through that kind of trouble will make sure he knows exactly what I'm doing and tell everybody else about it. That's right, and we do. <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to send letters like that because they're usually timely, and uh, we don't leave the mountain. But you know, every two or three weeks, usually. So I have to I have to use the internet to do it, or I call, which is actually also using the internet because I have a Wi-Fi phone. Even if it was cellular, it's cellular internet, and it's cellular phones are all going to the same place. Uh, the one tower in Montana that can get to receive us. <laughs> and you know the worst part is when things go wrong, and they go wrong every six months with those towers. It is too much work for me any longer to talk to these people. I have to talk to the morons till they get to the end of their little, did he do this, did he do that, you know, uh, teleprompter thing there. And that's not their fault. They, that's it. they have to do it. And they have to say in there that, yes, you did it, you know, I didn't. I finally got through to one, though. I said, look, let's make this simple. It's not me. So... Just answer all the questions they have there in a way that gets us to where we need to go. And I, I, I didn't think it was going to work because most people are like, I'm not allowed to do that. This woman, and, and she was a black woman too. It, it's weird that you can hear you can hear it over the phone, but you can. Uh, but more more uh, educated than you know, it wasn't real. Be- it wasn't real deep black accent. I don't even know what you call that. But they do, I can tell. And uh, she just, she went, okay. Okay, we're here. There you go. Now, uh, and I was like, great. And then we <clears throat> did exactly what I wanted to do. And it didn't happen to work. But it's not a failed experiment because it's a testing. I was testing something. I need to find out if it worked or not. So either way, I win. Even though I didn't because my modem isn't working for some reason. And it's brand new. In a package, unopened, AT&T, whole nine yards. Do you like our rooster? No. <laughs> the people like the rooster. I'm telling you. That's a real rooster, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a sound file. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there you go. We're going to tax you. The bill includes an exemption for companies whose gross remote sales are less than a million per year. Uh, that's nice, but again, crony capitalism. Preparing for this, they have already started charging. If there's a sales tax, they've already started collecting it. Because I know, because I'm, I'm learning that it says, unless, you know, it's there's no no tax unless unless you live in these states. Um, so there are already states that have laws. Now I bet, and I bet the problem is you're, they're not allowed. They're not legal because, like I told you, it's not legal. And now they're trying to make it legal after the fact. Again, if it's not legal, there can be no bills that are retroactive. That are I forget the word now in the Constitution. <clears throat> but uh, in other words, I can't pass a bill today about something and then arrest you for something you did 10 days ago. Because the law wasn't in effect then. But there are laws that have been written that way, even in our Congress. 
dad to try and cover cover for McCain for natural born citizen, and and they tried to make it go back to nineteen thirty whatever it was. I forget. You can't you can't pass legislation to make things legal that were illegal twenty years ago, and nor can you do one to make it illegal. And then, like they did for delay, you notice in the end he won. Uh, you can't go backwards. Is is he was he was compliant with the tax law at the time he was doing it. Later they passed the law making what he did illegal. But before that, the way he was getting the contributions was absolutely legal. Yet they, they it cost him millions of dollars to fight the system that wanted to put him in jail because of political animus. You can't make my what I'm saying today illegal 10 years from now and then arrest me for it. You can't even do it if it happened yesterday. We're in the Constitution. It's an Article 2 somewhere. No, uh, it's not retroactive, Bill. It's no... Can't, man, I can't believe I forget, forgot what that is. Article... It'll be in Article 2... I think section nine, but it's not that much for you to thumb through to find what I'm talking about. And some of you already know the word you're screaming at the radio, aren't you? Or the computer, whatever you're listening to. All right. So, uh, if you make less than a million per year, then, uh, you don't have to pay the tax, but this is going to get confusing because if you're somewhere, you you don't know if you're going to make a million. So you can't, if you're going to go over, you might go over a million and if you hadn't collected sales tax, now it comes out of your profits. So they're they're collecting they're going to collect sales tax anyway, and they're not going to give it back to you. Just just like they charge you for credit cards, they charge everyone whether you pay cash or not. It's built into the prices. There used to be a three percent markup. I don't know what it is now. It's probably higher than that. But we all have to pay for everybody using plastic, even those that don't want to use it. And do you know that a mere three decades ago they tried to introduce electronic money to us in cars and we said no way, never, ever, and never. And here we are. It is Article 1, Section 9. What does it say? No bill of attainer or ex post facto law shall be passed. Ex post facto, sorry, that's it. Not to be confused with ipso facto. I'm a, I'm a font of linguistic fun. The legislation enjoys support, particularly among legislature in rural states who believe that online retailers are encroaching on sales made out of traditional storefronts. Of course they are. So what? It's called a free market. Yeah, have you asked the people uh, that... <laughs> have you asked the people of the other state how they feel about you taxing them? You're Suddenly you have a tax authority over some, a citizen of another state. This is how far we've run, a, run aground... From the Constitution. We, we've hit the reef already. We're here. This is ridiculous. You, can, you cannot have power over the citizen of a different state. The state government is sovereign. They're trying to finish it off right here. This is an excuse to finally just say it's, there's nothing. It's only federal. State means nothing. And that's that. They do this. That's, that's it, man. I'm telling you. The minute you allow them to legislate power they don't have to somebody else, they'd have no power to collect sales taxes. How are they giving power to the states to do it? There's nothing in the Constitution that allows for a consumption tax. 
That's the other problem with the unfair tax is it requires multiple amendments to the Constitution. You know what the flat tax requires? Nothing. Adhering to the law the way it was written in the 16th Amendment. You can, you could, uh, yes, you could tax income, but you didn't suspend due process or equal protection under the law. So it, you can't do it. They'll, they'll do it, but it's illegal. And once the states take, once we take that our, back our states, it's void, as, is, as are all those unconstitutional laws and regulations gone. Not even, you don't even need an amendment. Gone. And with that, we're going to go to commercial breaks. You have cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in Vivid Red Line News. Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 800 Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. 
Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 9168 800-764-9168 that's 800-764-9168 okay and Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. And could we say we're back? <laughs> no, because our live listeners must have hung up by now because we're we're in the red. Don't worry, I'm recording locally just in case that happens. We'll fix it. Anyway, we're, t- we're talking about sales tax, blah, blah, blah. They don't have the blah, 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 and on and on it goes. I don't care about that. They're, this is just arguments. In closing, I'll say this. The, the, no government should be able to tell us what to do. No government. The only, the only job of government is to protect your rights from violations of others. Now the government is violating our rights constantly. Tickets come to mind, little money-grubbing, another way to tax you, tickets. Uh, I hate that. Uh, what? Where is it? How? It's a traffic infraction. How can, I, how can I get in trouble for a traffic infraction? How can I have to pay money? What? what uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's all not right. It's all illegal. The whole thing, the little, little governments follow the big governments. Now the big government wants to follow all the national big boys and take us to the global socialist uh, utopia. We all know everywhere the UN goes, it's utopia, right? I just want to ask you, the Blue Helmet Shop, is it utopia? All I keep hearing is that they're raping little girls. When America goes someplace, we bring capitalism and free market principles to people that don't understand it. And when they embrace it, they are become excess, it's successful. I didn't know until uh, D'Souza's new movie, America, I don't remember the rest of it. And everything's got a colon and something after it nowadays. Um, but it was it's really moving. And, you know, he, inter- he interviewed people from other countries and asked them about, you know, what he, what they thought about America. And, man, the stuff they were saying would bring tears to your eyes. We've done more. Capitalism has done more to pull people out of poverty than anything else in the world. And you're being told by idiots who are brainwashed that it's the opposite. Socialism has never succeeded anywhere it's been done. hasn't succeeded. Never. It never will. It never will. Now, if it's a one-world globalist socialist nonsense, it might. Because really, I mean, look how bad the U.N. is now. Imagine if they were actually in control. And boy, would they love to tell us what to do. Hell, they'd like to put a chip in us and program us if they could. 
they can't hear that. But I can see that, and it's annoying. All right, so uh, just say no to NZ's internet sales tax bill. Just say no to them coming into the internet at all. Notice how fast they decided they could do this this thing now. Because, oh, the FEC and the FCC are now in control of the internet. Oh, now it's not a free wild frontier anymore. It's under the federal government's purview. Now comes what it does best. Screw everything up. This was, The internet was a th- thriving economy. Before they decided to do anything. And here it comes. I'm just telling you, here it comes. It's, they can't make anything good. They can only make it suck for everybody. That's all. They can't lift people up. Socialism doesn't do that. All you can do is push people down. So we all suffer equal. Anyway. Um, You're done. Yes, I am done. <laughs> Ups and downs for the week, which I thought would be first, from cnsnews.com. No, I thought we had to bring this out because it's really important. The internet? Yes. Yes, it's yeah. very important. It's going to affect the internet economy and our economies. Because it, it, if things cost more, people can't buy as much. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Everything gets passed on. Everything you do. Higher, oh, let's raise the minimum wage. It gets passed along. Restaurants said it could afford it. If you go up 14% of minimum wage, guess what? Their menu goes up 14%. You will pay for the all the people that get that ridiculous minimum wage. The other thing it does is it makes the employer look at employees differently. I'm going to pay this much to somebody. I'm going to expect this. You see what I'm saying? It isn't going to be someone poor who has never had a job. You can forget about it. At $3.50, sure. At $15, not a chance. Go look in France. Look at their youth unemployment. That is a direct relation to two things. The high minimum wage and the fact that once someone has a job, it's almost impossible to get rid of them. Are you going to take a chance on a young kid being a slacker and taking advantage of that? Especially knowing that what the poor millennials went through and what they look like now, French is a million times worse. Those kids are clueless. <laughs> they, they, and then they're going to stay that way because they're just unemployed. They live off whatever the, the government gives them for being unemployed. They don't have jobs. It's the same thing as welfare over there. So so check because th- that's what's going to happen over here. It's not, you know, it's a, not magic. Employers need to make money. Employers uh, need to have a profit, and that's all there is to it. That's their concern. All this other social nonsense, unfunded mandates you put on employers is, I'll say it again, involuntary servitude and a violation of the Constitution by anyone who's familiar with the Constitution, the national government giving power to state government. This is opposite. You see what I'm saying? It's incredibly opposite. Like I said, it's offensive. It's, it's like they did with the stupid treaty. Well, it's just a it's agreement. It's a treaty. It's a trade treaty. Trade agreements are treaties. Now, to get a treaty passed, the Senate has to agree to two-thirds to pass it. 
Now, again, understand, legislators can't legislate their power to other people or branches of government. The only way to do that is to amend the Constitution and allow us to approve it. But we've let them get away with it for so long, they just do whatever they want. Anyway, um, this is going to make your head just pop. This is again from CNSNews.com. Seattle Mayor Ed Murray has endorsed a recommendation by his Affordable Housing Committee to develop Sharia-compliant mortgages as a way to help Muslims buy homes. This is exactly how it started in Europe. Give them a little Sharia this and a little Sharia that. Next thing you know, they're trying to infiltrate your laws with Sharia. Uh, Just say no to Sharia. Just say no to Islam. Islam is evil. It literally means submit. It was written by a conqueror, an emperor, to control his people. Most of it is ripped off from the Torah and the Talmud anyway. They, they just embellish from there. It, Muslims are evil. It, that's all there is to it. Oh, I know some Muslims. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> they're, they're just waiting to become evil. Even if it were true, <laughs> it would be a super minority, not a majority. And no. No matter how many times they go around asking if it's okay to have violent jihad because of something like, I don't know, the Prophet Muhammad being insulted because someone drew a caricature of them, they say yes, that they think that is appropriate. So these are young, college-educated Muslims, and they think violent jihad is justified. So why aren't they doing it? Because they're not there yet. There's a game plan. It's written right into the Quran. They do it every time. Stealth jihad. And the minute their their numbers are ready or their strength, whatever the case may be, they got a nuke, they pounce. Well, you know, this goes deeper, too, because they're not... I do want you to read this whole article because this has to be brought out. They're not going to tell anybody. But as you read the article, you start piecing things together for yourself. Like the all the Muslims that uh, Obama has asked these cities to take in as refugees. Yeah, and how much back behind the scenes arm twisting is going on from the administration's thugs. Exactly. Because that's why they seem to get everybody to cooperate about everything that's not to their best interest. And they mention how many homeless is in Seattle. Well, who are these homeless people? Muslims. How come they're homeless? Because they're in these camps that Obama threw at them and told them they have to take these people in as refugees. Well, they could stay refugee then. Yeah, I want to bring back camps. And again... And they were relocation camps in World War II, not internment camps. They were later dubbed that by historian left-wing lunatics. Yeah, ask Michelle Malkin. She knows all about it. She wrote a great book on it, In Defense of Internment. You should read it. Yep. It's more than just about internment. I learned things about U.S. history in that time I had no idea about. Honestly, read the book. Awesomely written. It's hard to get through because it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's, but she does a pretty good job of making it interesting enough to keep you mo- moving, even though she's throwing a lot of information at you. So. But yeah, finish, because I want our listeners to be uncooperative readers and uncooperative listeners, because even, this is CNS, which is usually pretty real, pretty good at reporting, but they're not doing the inside deal. I mean, I just got it ding, ding. Every time I was reading it, I was like, ding, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know? Yeah, come to think of it, I never did interview her. 
She sent me the book. <laughs> Never interviewed her. Maybe we should have her on. I could email her. I can look at the book and see if there's any information for contact. Since this is coming up, we're, it, it's in, in reference to internment camps um, and Muslims and Sharia. So she'd be interested. I'd, I'd like to get her take on it, actually. Okay, so he wants to help Muslims buy home. Fuzzy Muzzies that want to destroy us and are not United States citizens, he wants to help them buy home. Now, on top of that, read the you have to read this whole thing because there's so much in it. Well, I'm <laughs> trying, but we're talking so much, it's hard. Paying or charging interest is prohibited under Islamic law. Isn't that, isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. When they bank, they don't, they don't pay interest. So they get free services without paying interest just because they're Muslim. Well, that's because in Sharia, everybody's Muslim or bye-bye. But I don't know how many banks would be around if there's nobody paying interest. What's the point of the bank? All right, which views money purely as a medium of exchange and therefore should not be allowed to give rise to more money. According to the Institute of Islamic Banking and Insurance, see, everything they do is anti-growth. Everything. You can't expect your money to work for you. That's exactly what you want your money to do. In an ideal economy, that's what you want. We should have it ideal, but we don't. We have a crappy economy. Uh, We're still in a recession. So, oh, where do you get your numbers from? Well, I won't get it from uh, anywhere from the national government because they're all full of crap. And now they're all like they've been poisoned with Obama math up there. Yeah, he says a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. Sorry. He's, he, he, he better stick to the teleprompter. The fact that there's an Islamic banking and insurance just blows me away. No, there isn't. They want it. No, it's that they said what uh, what it is under Sharia law, according to the Has Institute. endorsed and recommended, that's it, by his Affordable Housing Committee, to no, no. develop Sharia-compliant mortgages. No, no, the second paragraph that you just read, it says, this is according to the Institute of Islamic Well, Banking first of all, Insurance. I didn't even get there yet, yes, so why, just, are you re- why are you reading ahead of me? You just did. You just, no, you just no, read paying and charging no. interest is, a, is prohibited under I, Islamic law. I stopped law. right there. I didn't say according to anything. Again, why don't you just let me read and you worry about just thinking, okay? Calm down. Don't read over my shoulder. There's no reason to. You want to do it? It's so important to you. Go ahead. You talk. Go. Susan, go. Now you can do it. Well, then are you going to interrupt me again and tell me it's saying something it didn't say? No, I'll just listen to the recording. It's right here. You don't have to listen to the recording. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> and therefore should not be allowed to give rise to more money. According to the Institute of Islamic Banking and Insurance, it's an institute. It's not a bank. There you went again. It's not a bank. It's an institute. Now, it doesn't say it's a state institution. It doesn't even say it's a United States institution. It just says it's an institution. Now, they do have this in Europe, in the Eurozone, they have all of this. They have Sharia mortgages, Sharia banks. Uh, they're allowed to deal with uh, Sharia marriages and divorce. And in many places, even though they're not allowed, they enforce criminal Sharia law, even though they're, they're not permitted yet. But they'll give them that anyway sooner or later. 
Because over there, they're just weak little lemmings that walk off cliffs. They're too used to doing that. They they don't seem to be able to vote their own interest. Oh, come on. Well, well how is it in Europe's, the, not even Europe, how is it in England's benefit to have a royal family and have to support them? I know, it's not as expensive as Obama, but that's because we're idiots too. Uh, monarchy. Just say no. <laughs> it's the centralized power of any sort. We will work to develop new tools for Muslims who are prevented from using conventional mortgage products due to their religious beliefs. Good, then maybe they can't buy houses here and they'll leave. But they won't. They live in slums. That's just what they do in Europe. So They're here to take us over and watch how much they breed per Muslim. <laughs> us, uh, you know, good thing is liberals don't breed at all. But uh, Muslims, they have a lot of kids and they don't. They're not allowed to abort any, so. They're like, just think of the Irish back in the day. That's a, as far as breeding, that's kind of like what they are. Only they come with this weird stuff called Islam that they expect everybody else to respect and follow. But let's see, let's see what this particular problem is here in Seattle. The effort will be part of a mayor's ambitious goal to increase the city's housing by 50,000 units over the next decade. Uh, last time I checked, were mayors allowed to be around for 10 years? The Seattle Housing Affordability and Livability Agenda sent to Murray and the Seattle City Council by the committee last week stated that the city is currently experiencing a housing affordable crisis unlike any Seattle has experienced since the Second World War. It's nice how Muslims bring back the past, isn't it? Just wait, wait, wait. They'll want you to live in the pen. Them and the Enviro Nazis can work together because they want us to live in caves. Uh, both of them. So they're going to work together But if you haven't figured that out. And they always work with the international socialists and communists. And so they're all going to be involved over here with this. Adding to the numbers. Are you getting the idea? Are you getting any kind of picture yet? Is what How each year that passes, it's going to get worse. Anyway, it's time for a hard break. It's the Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it, what is in it, what is in it. Thank you for caring so much about our health and welfare. Oh, 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 be careful, Mr. President. There is a cliff here. You know what? Maybe this isn't going to help. Maybe you're better off not having the surgery, but taking the painkiller. No, no, I need a pacemaker. Make no mistake about it. President Obama and the Democrats who supported Obamacare began throwing seniors off the cliff back on March 30th, 2010, when they voted to cut Medicare's budget by $575 billion. Don't worry, Grandma. We've got you. Here are the facts the president doesn't want you to know about how Obamacare will impact the health and welfare of your loved ones. 
Obamacare puts into law the ominous Independent Payment Advisory Board, which is a medical services rationing board, about which the Wall Street Journal reported, for the first time an unelected group will be empowered to limit health spending for the vulnerable elderly. In plain English, that means, as a result of the passage of Obamacare, based on factors such as your age and eligibility, 15 faceless bureaucrats will be making life and death decisions on whether or not you and your loved ones will receive the care you need and deserve as a doctor and as an American. That is simply unacceptable. The Congressional Budget Office originally estimated that Obamacare would cost taxpayers $938 billion and then just 10 months later revised those costs upwards to $1.45 trillion. Medicare is already on life support, and now Congress wants you to entrust them with the nation's entire health care system. You know he's right. I'm Dr. Chris Held, and all of us agree. Medicare needs to be reformed, but it needs to be reformed in a way that will allow the next generation of seniors to choose the health plan that suits them best. I'm Dr. Jane Hughes. We understand that reform doesn't begin or end with our nation's seniors. If Obamacare is not stopped, your family's insurance decisions and major medical decisions will be decided for you by a small group of politically appointed government bureaucrats. We're not politicians. We're doctors. And as doctors, we don't treat Republicans or Democrats. We treat people. The first step to reform of America's health care system is repeal. Repeal of the highly politicized and deeply flawed Obamacare. To see firsthand what true patient-centered health care reform looks like, please join us at AmericanDoctorsForTruth.org. Help us reform the system while protecting your health care from arbitrary government controls. Let's do it right this time. Just make me a progressive omelet. Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. The private sector is doing fine. President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. And the recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. 
private sector is doing fine. to the Uncooperative Radio Show. All right, 50,000 units in Seattle. 50,000 units. That could be 50,000 terrorists. Well, and it's also the Seattle affordable and liability agenda. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. That they said was worse since the Second World War. How much of this is HUD? You know what I'm saying? He it, put out no, new- no, no. It's all HUD. Okay, good. Because this is Seattle housing affordability and livability agenda, but it's part and funded by HUD housing. And his new mandate to put poor I people know, in our neighborhoods, and he—they're going to buy houses in your neighborhood, and they're going to screw you up. Well, this mayor and, is. And this, did you did you make sure? Did he make sure to only send to places where they don't have guns? I don't know because I don't know. You move a terrorist, a low life into my neighborhood. And it's, it, it starts trying to commit crimes in our neighborhood. Then the law-abiding citizens of places like Montana would just shoot them. That We're not going to have a problem here in Montana. What, we defend ourselves. They ain't going to get away with crap here. They're going to learn it pretty quick. But you notice how- Now, the rest of you people that live in hell, in progressive hell, where you have no... They don't even want you to have a baseball bat to defend yourself. Well... That's kind of nothing I could do about that. Move. So if, if they do stuff like this, move. And you know what? If you think they're going to do stuff like this, put your house on the market now because you won't be able to move because you won't be able to sell it. Now, look at how insidious this is. Not only are they putting in refugees, they're making the cities, they're probably giving the money to the cities, right? Yes, they get federal dollars. And they're coercing them. And or strong arming them into making sure that these fuzzy muzzies get homes. Well, how can you do that oh, unless no, you change no. the laws? They don't even have to. These progressive states on the left coast are lockstep with the agenda. They don't care about what it costs. He's it's what's the right thing to do. He's it's change. amazing how government always says it's the right thing to do when it's not. He's imposing a foreign government on his people. Where does he get the power to take in refugees and house them within the states? He doesn't. They don't. They don't even have the power over immigration. You're wrong. So they obviously don't have that power. So all this is illegal, again, and unconstitutional. And what is happening is your local and state governments are not taking care of you. They're not putting your interests ahead of the progressive agenda, which is global. Not national. Their goal is to destroy this country, to bring it down so that others, because, you know, there's a magical pie. And if we eat too much of the pie, it leaves less for others. And that's why they're not getting ahead. That's a bunch of crap. There's no such thing. They're not getting ahead because they got either Islam or progressives keeping them down. That's all that's happening. Look. You get a real conservative government, go back. We get the states, we go back. Forget that. We go back to the Constitution. None of this stuff will be going on. But since you will, it requires the taking back of your local and state bureaucracies, the mini-me's of the national government. 
and make your government as small as possible. And, of course, adhering to the Constitution and all educational institutions must adhere to classical education. If you don't know what a classical education is, look it up. There's a lot to it. The kind of books you read, you're exposed to. You know, as you get older, you're going you're gonna to read Homer and uh, Plato and Aristotle and Socrates. I mean, the classical education is, it includes in-depth founding of this country and the Constitution and what it really means. No, you can't have them do it now because... All the textbooks lie about what the Constitution means. Yes, I know, but they're not what they used to be. When we were kids, textbooks were already starting, but you know, you, you thought textbooks were fact-checked, and absolutely perfect, and what it said in there was truth. Turns out they're all lies, I know, but that's the way it is. They, you've been lied to your whole life. And they have kept you in this fog of ignorance, not understanding the sovereignty you're supposed to have as an individual. And that the federal government has no power over the individual, nor over the states except where expressly stated. The focus of the national government was always to be foreign. This is where the Articles of Confederation could not deal. Mostly it was foreign. Then it was the Shays Rebellion and so, and you know, we had to put, no one could put Shays' Rebellion down. But who did I hear on television trying to say that, uh, it's not important. But man, when you say you're an expert on U.S. history and you flub something like that, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, they said that the, uh, not the Whiskey Rebellion, the uh, Whiskey Rebellion. The Whiskey Rebellion caused the re- the revolution. Well, that'd be impossible because the whiskey rebellion hadn't happened yet. Uh, Washington wasn't in charge yet. And he didn't impose a tax until he was president. And that happened after he was president of the United States of America under the Constitutional Republic. Not before. Sorry. Shays Rebellion, I think you were thinking of. Whomever you are, I won't tell you who it is doesn't matter it's that people think these things and say these things conferring that the whole revolution is about money everything's always about money money of course money is involved you they like trade agreements don't they well it's all about money well they want to they want to do things right make things happen oh i don't call cost money well, it's amazing that money is important because it always has been and it always will be. Uh, not our money. Our money will turn to dirt. Sooner or later, it's going and it's going to be worth nothing. Be aware of that. It may happen in our time. It may happen in your sons and daughters or your grandchildren's time. doesn't matter. You should prepare for it now and teach them about it now so that everybody knows that this could happen and they're prepared for it in a way that'll make their lives much easier. Yes, I do this because I know what's coming, ladies and gentlemen, and I really don't, I don't want to live through it, but you really don't want to live through it. I already live like they want you to live pretty much. You, you, you ain't going to stand a chance. Your whole life will be crushed. Your whole 
outlook in life will be crushed. That's why politics are important. Politics is life and life is politics. Every part of our life is is affected by politics. Should it be? No, but it is. Why? Too much government. Simply stated. That's it. Locally and above. Too much government. Anyway, um... You know, I got I got to talk to some teachers. I I think they would prefer going to work for a local run church where they can actually teach instead of teach to test and teach nonsense. They can actually teach a, a real education. I want to know. I want to talk to how how would they feel about that? No more public education. Gravy trains over. You ain't getting your pension. None of that stuff. Just leave it. Just leave it be. It's all gone now. Would you rather would you rather work for the government or would you rather work for the people? Would you rather work with the parents of the children you're teaching or for the federal government? If you answered the federal government, you're not a teacher, you can burn your little certificate now and stop teaching because you're not. You're not te- you're not a teacher. You're someone who just needs the teacher's book to know the answer. Sorry, a teacher certificate allows people with no knowledge of anything to teach things to our children. They don't know what they're... You can't teach what you don't understand. You can't just read the answer off. How did you get to the answer? Why did... Why? How? These are important questions in math. Believe me, I've dealt with teachers that taught math that should never have ever taught math. All right, according to Zillow, who's Zillow? The median value of a home in Seattle is $504,000, which is just absolutely ridiculous, which is more than twice the national median home value of $179,200, which is also absolutely ridiculous to me. That's just, no house should cost that much. An average house, no way. Unless people are buying mansions, because that's ridiculous. I don't, how are you going to pay off a $180,000 mortgage and still, you know, have money left over to fix things around the house because things break down when you own a house? It's not an apartment. Nobody else is going to pay to fix it. You're either going to fix it yourself or you're going to pay to have it fixed. But I think the I think the housing crisis should have been much worse than it would have been if the government had stayed out of it and should have been. It would have brought the home values down much lower. And that in and of itself, in a free economy, without the government getting involved, would help poor people and young people, first starters, to be able to afford a home. If it's $65,000, it's a lot more affordable than $120,000 or $180,000, right? They say they want to help the poor. They give them special mortgages they don't deserve and they don't pay. Yet they don't. They hurt them because they keep the price of housing high, which hurts poor people that want to own houses. They can't afford to, so they use up their money renting. And they never have enough money to put away to be able to afford a house like that. You know, my my uncle who paid for a house when he bought it, $7,000. Now that's affordable. I know the economy is different, but that's mainly because of the loss of the value of the dollar, frankly. There's no reason for housing prices to keep going up, except they try and jury-rig that one, too. 
You get, oh, they, they based your house's value on what other people's houses have sold for in your area previously. That has nothing to do with value. That has to do with the value of another person. But when you're dealing with the government, that's the way to deal with the government. Well, yeah, but I'm not selling my house. Why do my property taxes go up? That's just what happens to you. This is why it goes up. Just like, I don't know why my property taxes went down this year. <laughs> that's, that's great. I'm celebrating. you got to be kidding me. Every dollar I can save is gold. All right, so <clears throat> they have this homeless problem in Seattle. Uh, but if, they, if they're counting refugees, I think that's disingenuous. It's, you know, kind of placed there by the national government. It's not really their fault. <clears throat> there are now more than 3,000 homeless people living in Seattle, a 21% increase in the past year, city officials said, and the fourth highest homeless population of any major U.S. city. And by the way, yes, who, what, when, where, how, and why? Could we get real journalists doing journalism, please? But noticing who's teaching it as a profession doesn't surprise me. You got that that doofus uh, wannabe Jane Fonda. What the heck's her name? Uh, Always on Fox News. Been on there forever. She she was on the uh, the McLaughlin Group too. Remember her? I don't remember her name. There's a couple of ones I, I refer to as Caw, Caw! Because every time they talk, that's what I hear. Caw, Caw! And no. she goes, oh, that's why She was on that show where they talked about other journalists and whether they were properly covering stories. I remember that one they had. On, I don't know if they still have it on Fox. No, they changed it. They have a similar one, but it's, it's yeah. not. She was there because she teaches in Harvard journalism. She is a left-wing lunatic. She has completely drank the court, and she doesn't have the brains to be a professor in any way. She is not smart. You could just hear the way she interacts. She's not smart. Not as smart as she's made out to be. Uh, I would make her a teacher of anything, frankly, because she doesn't even understand socialism sucks. Big government sucks. That's the movement going on right now. I forgot the name of it again. I wanted to get them on. The ones that are doing the college kids and the high school kids, and they're teaching them that big government sucks. And they're all going out and telling all the other kids about it, handing out pamphlets that get signs that say "Big Government Sucks," and uh, there's some other sayings, but that's that's the main one for the group. I remember who they are. I would like to get them on because Ryan. they are being pretty uh, successful. We had him on. No, this no? is going to show that he really has no idea what he's going to read on any given show that I give him. Actually, that's my up for the week. Highlighting those groups. <clears throat> Which groups? The ones you're just talking about you're going to be reading about. Oh, good. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you getting them on for an interview, though. I know. You know what I'd like to know? What are they putting in Seattle water? Because this is the second Seattle story that's been incredible. It's the and... left coast. I keep explaining it to you. What are they drinking? And Seattle has a high population <laughs> of progressives. It's Prague City. Last man. week, last show, I just put $504,000. I would pay $504,000 to live in that hellhole seattle washington i'm sorry people i don't care how beautiful all the cities suck all of them because they've all of them taken away your liberty all of them across the country and i can't stand it well last show we just did another story about seattle going through their their own citizens garbage for goodness sake no well making it legal to go through their garbage yes 
for the recyclables Which and giving them fun. They really can't do. It's an it's an actual now that it applies to us. It's an actual uh amendment for issue. They can't just say well because they incorporated the constitution to the federal government judicially and no, I agree with you that's not legal but that's what they did. So playing in their pool which is what we're all stuck in. You have to understand that it, just because you have to understand what's wrong, so you know how to change it, but you also have to be able to play in the same pond as the people you're fighting. So it's kind of hard because we know the reality, the real reality of what's supposed to be on the ground, isn't our reality. The Constitution isn't here. States' rights isn't here. Individual sovereignty, not here. Respect of private property rights, not here. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, valuing the rule of law, gone. Well, you I don't know how many people keep telling me elections have consequences. If they understood the consequ- Constitution, they would know it's not supposed to. doesn't matter if, how many good ideas you have and you get elected. If the Constitution doesn't directly give you the power, and yes, Even over 200 years, it still has to stay the same until we, the people, amend it. No, they can't even amend it. Oh, they can can start off with a vote in Congress if they want, but it comes down always to we, the people, because then it goes to the states, and the states lets us vote on it, and they have a referendum. And we say yay or nay, to just like we did to the Constitution. That's the way. That's the way that's supposed to work. Now we all know how it does work, and we just have to find a way to balance that in our psyches and understand. When I say stuff about that's illegal, that's unconstitutional, that's the way it's supposed to be. It has nothing to do with the hellhole we live in right now. That is enforcing all kinds of unconstitutional mandates upon us. From oh, I don't know. It was just businessmen and. They didn't, I didn't say anything because they didn't come for me. And we didn't, right? When they made businessmen collect taxes for them, where were we? Did we care? No, the businessmen, they make lots of money. I don't, I don't care. Well, now they're coming for you, which is how everything always works. That's how the story starts. Pay it to you, just ignore it because it, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect you until, in the end, it affects you somewhere along the line. And there's still some people past you saying the same thing, waiting for it to happen to them. We should have went nuts at the notion of making private business owners tax collectors for the government. Where is that power in any of your constitutions? And I I, I may be off by one or two states, but I'm willing to bet they're not in any of them. Uh, I might not, California changed its constitution so much I might not be up on what's going on. Because they change it through referendum. Um, I think we might do that here, but it just hasn't come up. But they change it. They keep changing it all the time. It, they have votes and referendums. They go, you know, we're going to leave this issue to the people. And it goes to the people. The people vote for it. And then they take it to court. And then the courts say you can't do that. Well, of course they can do that. They're the people. Who the hell are you? You work for us, you doofus. You tell me I can't. What do you mean I can't? I certainly can. And I did. 
that's what the government is doing. It is not encouraging anything. It's discouraging everything. It's trying to put us in a box. Our job is to put it in a box. Now, it starts with your local schools, so go. No, I don't think, I don't believe anybody anywhere has any control of their public schools whatsoever and what they're doing and teaching to their children. No, you don't. Did you approve Mama Obama's lunch meat plan? Whatever it's called, there's no meat in it. Uh, uh, lunch plan, which comes, which is a perverted thing that the they imposed on the veterans called the the move program, and there was less moving and more dieting, and the plate is a direct ripoff. The whole thing's a direct ripoff. She has no brains. And she's, she's. by the way, did we elect Mama Obama to anything? And why the hell did she have power to do anything? She's already had salt taken out of processed foods. How? She has no power. How, why? Why did these companies say yay? Because she says either say yay or the next laws that come out aren't going to be happy for you. They're a bunch of thugs. And if that doesn't work, they they drop a line to Valerie Jarrett. She has a bunch of people go harass them. Thugs running our country. Thugs are running our country. Yeah. He, yes, I know. Michael Brown was a thug, too. So what? This. Thugs in our government, too. A thug is a thug. I don't care where you live. I can't believe you're calling black people thugs. Certain black people thugs. And actually, I'm I'm putting in union people. The unions are just full of thugs. you, you got to be kidding. The left is thuggery. It's like Islam. Submit. It fits into the left-wing agenda. They want you to submit. They all want us to submit to central planning. All of them. No. No central planning. Central planning, bad. Diffuse power, good. Why? Because it's harder to abuse diffuse power. And we can better control our local government than we can our state government. And we can better control our state government than we can our national government. And that's why it's the state's government's job to do what we tell it to do, which is to fight that. No unconstitutional laws are allowed inside the borders of Montana. Got it? I will decide. If I was governor, that would be my message to the national government. You've got... 30 days to pack up all your people and get them out of here. Oh, you won't need the Forest Service people or the BLM. Get them out of here. It's ours now. Like it's supposed to be. You want it, you ask our permission, and you buy it. As you're supposed to do as required in the United States Constitution. You don't get to just take it. And I'm sorry, you can't pass legislation to subvert the Constitution. Legislation has to be pursuant to the Constitution. It cannot change the Constitution. Therefore, the Antiquities Act is unconstitutional. Yes, Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. Please, I know I did the same thing. You don't know. He he is a horror, ladies and gentlemen. Look up Teddy Roosevelt, the Bull Moose Party, 18... I forget what election it was now. 18... No, it was early 1900s. Uh, before Tommy the commie Woodrow Wilson, so it'd be that was that's 1913. So previous to that, uh, that's when he he was kicked out of the Republican Party. They didn't want him; to, they wouldn't let him run for president on the Republican ticket because he was a progressive. 
So he made his own party called the Bull Moose Party, which is a progressive party. Um, he's not a good person. He's a very evil person. He did a lot of bad things when he was president to a lot of people domestically because he's a progressive. doesn't matter if he had an R of his name temporarily. Just like all these people have R's after the name all over the place. Are they really Republicans? Real Republicans, according to the Charter, are conservatives. Uber conservatives, since there seems to be hyphenated levels of conservatism now. I, I do accept libertarian hyphen conservative because it it was an offshoot of the of the Republican Party. It was founded because the Republican Party failed to live up to its own ideals: individual liberty and freedom, constitution, rule of law, limited government. So people left and made the Libertarian Party because. Obviously, the Republicans had no interest in following the Constitution and making small, limited government. People forget that. The party has come to nothing. So it's not really a threat to anybody, uh, unfortunately, because everybody wants to do it from the top down. And just as, as my plan to win is from the bottom down, if you are a new or unfamiliar uh, political party, not just a kind of a collection of people, if you want to be taken seriously, you run candidates at the local level all across the nation. Little at a time, you spread out as, as you can. And then you work up one step at a time. People need to get to know that the libertarians aren't crazies like they make make you out to be. I'm a classical liberal, Jefferson Madison. Uh, unfortunately, there's the only nobody knows what classical liberal means, so I can't use it and... I can't use any of the other labels. They don't really fit. But I am a conservative. I'm an absolute conservative. Some people would say no because I'm not a Christian. Well, <laughs> they'd be wrong. He never said anything about people having to be a Christian on his on his uh, one of his three legs of the stool there. He said spirituality. I have that. I have no use for religion. Sorry. Studied it all. Been there. Done that. Not interested. It's a collective. It's too much of a collective. And it's worse now than it was when I decided that decades ago. Uh, it, it's too much of a, I don't know, it's like a collective. They they all want to treat you like your old drones and, or mechanical men or something. I, I don't know. We gotta, But we better pull our heads out of our backsides on a massive level before it's too late. Anyway... Um, the crisis of housing affordability in Seattle is a true Gordian knot caused by the competing interests of groups who are politically powerful enough to block any single-sided proposal, according to the report. Now, I will say this. I have no idea what a Gordian knot is. <laughs> I know. I didn't if I that. did, I would have paused to tell you what it was. <laughs> I, like you, have no idea. And why do progressives love to pull these idiotic words and phrases out of nowhere that nobody understands to try and prove they're smarter than everybody else? They just memorize BS, that's all. Uh, Gordian knot. I've never even heard of it. What's that? Like a a knot by gourd people? I don't know. I don't have the internet. I can't look it up. (laughs) Yeah, no, our internet is screwed. Uh, so the live listeners who are maybe hearing us, if you just joined us recently, 
that we were we've been in the red since the beginning of the show. Don't worry, I'll have it all fixed up and up before you know it tonight. It'll all be good. Anyway, that was caused by competing interests of groups who are politically powerful enough to block any single-sided proposal, according to the report. Limited options for financing a home purchase are available for Muslim households who abide by Sharia law, which prohibits the payment of interest or fees for loans of money noted. Oh, boo Again, how does the person make a living out of banking with Muslims? They can charge nothing. No fees, no nothing. Oh, we'd all love to have that one, wouldn't you? I want that bank account. I kind of do in my bank. But, <laughs> okay. but I mean, they, they just don't. Oh, we don't. So this... they're going to uh, give them special. That is, they're not going to pay for it. They're not paying for their bank accounts. Who is? Exactly. Redistribution of wealth. Exactly. And the next. the next In social justice. <laughs> the next social injustice. Paragraph is so community organizing, it made me throw up in my mouth. Okay. If you're going to throw up, turn the other way. I will. And open the door. All right. The city can help fill this gap by converting lenders, housing, nonprofits, and community leaders to explore how the market might develop Sharia-compliant loan products. The city should evaluate current available loan products to determine barriers to their use due to religious or other restrictions. Really? So Christians, Christians and Jews could do this too? Look, these people wheedle their way into your lives until they take it over. That's been their game plan since the 7th century. Why doesn't anybody understand that? Read history, my God. Everybody listening has the internet. There's more information on the internet than you could ever learn. And yet we tend to walk around not going, when he said that, what does that mean? And go look it up. Or he says this is bad because of X, Y, and Z. Go look it up. No matter what I say, go look it up. (laughs) Don't trust me. Take notes. Go look it up. Always have a pen and paper in front of you. Look, I'm fallible. I'm human. I know I have a good track record, but I make mistakes. I blew Uber. I didn't know what the heck that company was all about because I'm not interested in Uber. That's why. Uh, but, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll correct myself every time. If you email me, explain how I'm wrong and you're right, then I will come on air and make an apology. And explain why I was wrong and what is right so that the people get the right information. Now, if you don't want to... It, see, the only way that works is if, it, is if you are regular listeners. I Look, it, it's two, two nights a week. I'm only asking you for two days, six hours a week. Certainly you can invest that. I'm not asking you for money. Believe me, I need it. But just listen and learn and pass it on. That's it. And I'm being told by Vanna that I must go to a commercial break. See you on Quab Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, 
Seems there's certain voodoo priests who who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you done with this already? <laughs> or do you want to tell them more? Oh, i got to tell them more. Okay. All right. The city can help fill this gap by convening... 
convening lenders, housing nonprofits, and community leaders to explore how the market might develop Sharia-compliant loan products. Okay, you've read all that. Now go on. <laughs> I am. He did the the city should evaluate current available loan products to determine barriers to their use due to religious or other restrictions. Also included in the Community 65 recommendations is upzoning areas of the city to allow developers to more density in return for a mandatory percentage of all new units reserved as affordable housing. I'm going to want to live right next door to people that didn't pay for the same thing I paid two, three, four hundred thousand dollars for. Are you out of your mind? Smart people live nowhere near the poor neighborhoods because they're full of crime and they sprawl. And changing city codes to accommodate backyard cottages and micro-housing in single-family neighborhoods. Wow. Just more density. This is Agenda 21 right here. It's all of it. It's his cramming in... (laughs) And Refugees. then there's the Muslims, and that's just it's to all of it. that's just to cause problems, because they know they're going to rise up like the Muzzies in England, and they'll rise up with the black because they're brown, brown power, brown power. We'll have the the illegal aliens and the, all of them all put together fighting us, plus our government. Mm-hmm. The report acknowledges that adding 20,000 units of affordable housing and 30,000 new units of market rate housing over the next 10 years is a significant stretch for a city that, in best of times, has created about 800 new affordable units in a year. And they're a big city. 80. 80. 20,000. 80. 800. 20,000. 800. 20,000. Still no good. The max they've ever done, 800, 20,000. The reason is because it's going to be funded by the federal dollars, and so they'll be able to have fine contractors to, to build as many houses as you want. You're yes. not going to fill them, though. That's the problem, except with the low housing ones you'll fill. But the other market houses, you're going to end up giving it to the low housing anyway because no, nobody with the money is going to live there. They're going to, like you said, fund contractors who's going to be using illegal aliens to build HUD housing for Muslims. I love it. And for themselves, it's affordable housing. Illegal aliens need affordable housing. Now, just Muslims. They brought all those illegal aliens from south of the border spread all over this country, spreading disease and crime everywhere they've gone. Like I said... They didn't put any here in Montana. Ask yourself why. They'll have HUD. They have HUD housing here in the towns and cities and such. But that's we don't have any big crime problems because well everybody has a damn gun, except the progs and those are the ones they they tend to go for. They go for the the uber lefty people that live here and they just burglarize their houses and intimidate them. Whatever. You know, but that's because they don't have a gun, and everybody knows they're not going to have a gun because they're anti-gun liberals. They should be required to put a sign in their window in their home. This is a gun-free zone. 
You mean like they did with the theater? Yes, like they've done everywhere, including the VA and all military bases. You know, legally, I have to disarm before going to the VA hospital. Kind of screwed up. What's more screwed up is active duty people on the base are not allowed to have guns. Bases statewide are gun-free zones, and in Europe, too. Gun-free zones. Look what's been happening in our gun-free zones. I don't care where you go, school or military, they're all gun-free zones. I've been saying this forever. Gun-free zones is putting out a sign to criminals that says, come here and kill, because we can't do anything about it. Now, I could do something about it, because I don't care if it's a gun-free zone. What I'm just saying, I... Maybe I'll pick up a stick and throw it. What? You've never thrown sticks? It's fun. Just take take a stick about about two and a half feet or so, and uh, take it by the end and throw it at a tree. The object's to hit the tree. The tree would be a person. You don't think you can hit someone with that stick and knock them out? You can. See, you don't you don't need, you don't necessarily need guns. You don't need knives, because after guns comes knives. After knives comes bombs. Oh, we really want to push these crazies to bombs? How about we let them have guns and not bombs? What's the answer? Arm all the people. All. Make it legal for everybody to carry open. Everybody. Everybody. No exceptions. Because you make exceptions, and the government abuses it to take people's rights away. No, you know what happens to crazy people with guns? The non-crazy people with guns kill them. Problem solved. Tired of hearing this. These crazy people. Look, the crazy people. We really... And they got you, man. They got all the conservatives going with the mental health issues. Like it was some kind of exception. Stop it! They use mental health, abuse mental health, to take our rights away. They've done it to veterans. No, they haven't done it to me because I don't tell them anything. But they've done it to other veterans. They're, they disarm the honest people and make them victims. Because guilty people get guns out of the back of a trunk of a car. Yes, I've witnessed it. I'm not guessing. There's no background checks for criminals. And the guns are usually cheaper, believe it or not. So, uh, and cops get their their backup guns there, at least in New York City. Uh, anyway, that's another story. Where was it with this stupid thing? Oh, we're done. Yeah, he's, you know, if you haven't figured out, Obama's determined to destroy all of white America. All of it. Really. Why does he want to put welfare people in good neighborhoods? We did that in the 70s. It didn't work. It taught good neighborhoods bad. That's why most of New York City is ghetto. Oh, yes, it is. I don't know how, besides taxing those people that they're to death, I don't know how they could afford welfare for all of these people because the state puts in money, too. It's kind of a mixed bag of... the country doesn't benefit from having millions upon millions of people in these cities and ghettos that just suck the marrow out of the economy. 
along with the government. Well, because they're hooked to the government. They're a government arm, I guess. That's why all the government does is eat our eggs and do nothing. That's what the government does. It eats our eggs. Just every time they open their mouth, we're going to spend more money on this. We're going to spend more money on that. We're going to tax you more here. We're going to tax more there. Same story. All of it ridiculous. And enough's enough. I hope everybody else feels enough is enough because this has to end. It's unconstitutional. Nowhere in the Constitution it does allow the government to dip into the Treasury to pay unproductive people for doing nothing. Zero. It's not there. The General Welfare Clause doesn't mean that. It means for the general welfare of the republic, of which that government is not. An up-down, for goodness sake, be up. Again, from cnsnews.com. Conservatives gathered on Capitol Hill on Thursday to lay claim to the tissue of reforming the United States criminal system. Oh, are they going to reform it again? Every time they reform the criminal system, it gets worse. Including ending the minimum mandatory sentencing laws that are passed by Democrat majority in Congress three decades ago. And are unconstitutional. Kevin Ring, who was convicted as part of the Jack Abramoff corruption scandal and served 48 months in federal prison, called minimum mandatory sentences a classic liberal idea. What? Mandatory... This should just be sentences. This notion that it, it's 10 to 20, that's nonsense. Stop that. It's its 5 years, it's 10 years, it's 20 years, or it's life. You know, like that. Bingo, bango, bungo. No time off for good behavior. This is what you will do, and when you come out, you get your rights out, your rights back, and that's that. And that's the only thing that's constitutional. We're particularly focused on making sure that conservatives understand the mandatory minimums and nothing a conservative should support or defend, said Ring, who is now the director of strategic initiatives for families against mandatory minimums. For some reason, people think this was a conservative law and order idea. It's not true. I would have no problems with mandatory minimums. If, you, if you're going to say that they're going to make it, you know, not ridiculous. Oh, no, there's three strikes you're out deal. That, that's helping That's helping people uh, saying that it doesn't matter what it could be a punk misdemeanor. You're going back to prison. I swear to God, we, we make these felons, we give them a life sentence. Because once you come out, you're a felon forever and no one will hire you. Well, very few people will hire you. And you have to disclose it. And if you don't, anyway, it comes up. They, they, they find out about it when they do a background check. So, so if you're a felon, you can't work. So you, you let out of jail. You're supposed to, you can't be out of jail on probation unless you have actual work, unless you have an actual job. Otherwise, they violate you and send you back. You have to have gainful employment. They, they usually get minimum wage jobs, of which the progs have been pricing them out of. They're not going to hire a, a, a felon for $15 an hour. Look, we you can't do that. It never used to be like, you can't brand somebody something for life unless it's a life sentence. If you're going to give someone a life sentence, give it to them. 
don't rig the game so they come out and they can't possibly succeed. Enough is enough. And again, what a part of an unalienable right don't you understand? The minute I walk out of prison, I get them all back. There's nothing you can do about it Yes, unless you use force to remove them from me, which is what putting people behind bars is for. Not availing themselves of their constitutional rights. They Yes, felons have constitutional rights. Once they're off probation, and I wouldn't have any probation, once they're off probation, again, what's the... What is probation? It's more money you have to spend for nothing. Look, if you don't want to let them out of jail, don't let them out of jail. If you do, leave them alone. Just leave them alone, for God's sake. Don't, no parole. This is why no parole is a better idea. No parole. They do whatever time it's supposed to be and they get out. That's it. They're done. Slate is clean. Anyone who spends time in prison and comes out deserves their slate to be clean. I don't care. If they're that big a threat to society, then you shouldn't let them out of prison. This is a back end to the to justice system creating something that it just sets up a business for like progs and, and government and prisons. It, it's big here. This is a prison state, Montana. Don't, don't let me start on that. Uh and even though, you notice we did something called Cops Lives Matter. Police aren't responsible for the police state. The people and the people they put in power are responsible for the police state. They're just police. They only care about one thing. what, How to, how to not get killed and do the job. So more firepower, more armor equals better chances. They're going to take everything you give them. But it's our job not to give it to them, to tell them, no, if you got, if you became a police officer to go play military squad drills, then go join the military. The police is not the military, and you will not be doing no-knock no warrants. You will not be body-armored up and overpowered every time you go and serve a warrant. No, you will not. Regular police officers will serve warrants. If we have SWAT, then SWAT can sit on their laurels and train until we actually need them. That's what SWAT cops don't like. But again, it's up to the taxpayer and the politicians not to fund it, not to give it to them. Look, a good father doesn't give his child something that he asks for just that's bad for them. If the child asks for his own little rattlesnake, would you give it to him? If you said yes, go seek help. Look, it's the same thing with God. God doesn't give us anything that's bad for us. We're children. It's the same. It's the same idea, but the look—they're your fellow citizens, and they're human beings, and they have unalienable rights. And if anybody should understand that, it should be conservatives. And you're officially done with this one. Moving along, <laughs> she's decided she wants me to get to something. <laughs> oh, enough! That's why it's enough. Oh, that's unusual. From Fox News, a new wave of progressivism. Already, this is a down. A new wave of progressivism. There's a new wave? I'm still beating up the old wave. And political correctness, which needs to die. In U.S. schools, highlighted by trigger warnings and safe zones. 
has conservative groups fighting back on campuses across the country, saying that students need to get both sides of the story. The Young America's Foundation and the Foundation for Economic Education, neither of which is what I was talking about, co-published and released a book last week titled Excuse Me, Professor, Challenging the Myths of Progressivism. It is among the most recent efforts to shed light on what the groups consider liberal bias in U.S. colleges and high schools. Professors are teaching bias disguised as facts. YAF spokeswoman Emily Chesinski said, Ahead the 37th annual National Conservative Student Conference, starting Monday at George Washington University. College campuses are insulated bubbles for far-left ideology. Jasinski said her group and others like it are just trying to make students aware of the opposing point of view. YAF, whose roots trace back to conservative movement icons such as William Buckley Jr., was formed in the 1960s and now has roughly 200 chapters in colleges and high schools across the country. This year's conference and other activities include Foundation for Economic Education President Larry Reed's speech on Wednesday to Capitol Hill interns, indeed, come amid a reemergence of progressivism and political correctness on campuses. After political correctness burst onto the scene in the late 80s and early 90s, it went into long remission. Now it has returned, wrote Jonathan Chait in his 4,712-word essay. Wait a minute. Where do you draw the line of calling it an essay? Can it be like, I don't know, 10 books? 4,700. That's a big essay. Not very PC thing to say in the January 27th issue of New York Magazine. Among the most controversial elements of the trend are the triggering warnings of safe zones. Trigger warnings are notices that an event or a piece of writing, including literary classics, could trigger a traumatic memory or episode. Oh my. Darling. Student governments in schools such as Oberlin College and the University of California, Santa Barbara, have asked that such warnings be included in on syllabi and other class material. I have something to say to, to this. Are you kidding me? They're not coddled enough? You try to put them in a safe progressive bubble on top of all the other crap you've done to them? Ladies and gentlemen, the torture of the American youth must cease. Must cease. And with that, we got to go to a break. It's in Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned. Of course, we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Uh, what shall we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh... Exist, we see it all the time. 
In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. 
Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Uber, Uber, ah, progressives. Progressives just want to eat everybody else's eggs. That's it. Student governments of schools such as Oberlin College and the University of California, Santa Barbara, have asked that such warnings be included on syllabi, end of the class material. And such books, oh, well, how about teacher, you start... Uh, by not starting a sentence with a conjunction. What do you think? You're supposed to be educated. You're educating our children, right? You, then you don't, you don't start a sentence with and, right? No, I'm sorry. I know it sounds picky, but the, these people are the biggest I-know-everything idiots on the planet. They, you need to point out when they're just obviously stupid. Although it's most of the time, it could get you know a little bit <laughs> tedious. So anyway, and as such, books of as F. Scott Fitzgerald's *The Great Gatsby*, which was the most boring book I ever had to read in my life. I have no idea what I was supposed to glean from *The Great Gatsby*. I didn't get it. It it wasn't a well written. It wasn't entertaining. I didn't feel engulfed or brought into an atmosphere where I understand the world they live in. It's just a boring book. Someone, obviously, with a linguistic degree, and uh, because the way they functional, the way they put sentences together, the way they they function the sentences, it just takes the, the life out of it. It's just, just not, there's nothing interesting. It's boring. But, you know, they think it's interesting, and so they make us all read it and then get graded on the report we put on it that was, this is the most boring book I ever read in my life. I will never get that time back. And Shakespeare's The Merchant of Venice, which is much better, <laughs> believe it or not, reportedly have been targeted. Oh, let's get rid of those. I, I don't know. They're pretty boring anyway. I don't really care if they do, but... Um, I would make kids read the Great Gatsby. Now, high school, Merchant Venice, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'd probably put on a play, you know, in the drama class or whatever. That's a good play, actually, The Merchant of Venice. The uh, I know it's an opera. The safe zones or safe place are areas to which students can retreat during a debate on, for example, sexual contact on campus or other sensitive topic. They always put that up first. Every prog says, sec- look, for example, sexual contact on campus. It's all been debunked. It came out there were all bunch of lion witches. Well, you know what? Too many college girls have cried wolf, and now we aren't believing anybody. Congratulations. I believe we all warned women of that when you started playing this game. Unfortunately, female... With young girls use this as a way to get back at men who don't do what they want. And that's what came out of the investigations all all across the country. This is just what they're doing. There's really no... He made me feel uncomfortable. You're not... How the hell are we supposed to create an environment in society where nobody can be offended? That's impossible because I'm offended by the notion of it. So you lost me already. <laughs> The only way you can make 100% work is to kill the rest of us. Yeah, I know that's what you want to do. It's a really sad trend, students isolating themselves from opposing viewpoints, Jasinski said. 
Reed, who co-authored and edited, excuse me, Professor, a collection of essays he wrote in past years, urged the roughly two dozen Capitol Hill interns to be thoughtful in your thinking. He went through the key progressive arguments that his book attempts to dispel, including profit is evidence of suspicious suspicious behavior. I'm sorry, I was choking on that one. I know you are. I just really, I really can't believe, I didn't want to say that out loud. I really didn't. Oh, wait, the next one's even better. Oh. Profit is evidence of suspicious behavior? Yep. Are you kidding? Profits. Oh, you know what profit is? It's a, it's, if they're making a profit, that means it's, the capitalist system is working. That means the economy is working. We don't really have a capitalist society anymore. But it means that even in this crappy thing, it's it's something working. Why would they be against profit? Why would I build anything if I wasn't going to make a profit from it? Okay. Why would I? Why would I invent anything if I wasn't going to be able to keep my profit? This is nonsensical. If you can't make profit, we're, we're just going to have to walk around and be like Star Trek. But we have to skip the Vulcans. How do you do that? Read this, the next part of this. It gets even worse. This is what they're teaching uh, no, the kids. No, 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 no. And income inequality arises from market forces and requires government intervention. <laughs> uh, requires go. Yep, yeah, because we can't have income inequality. Everybody has to be. E- We're not all equal. We're created equal, and then we go. We we'll go our separate ways from there. And there's some people that are definitely not equal. There are a lot of subpar people out there. And I'm sorry, they're not my equal and they're not my listeners equal. You know, our lovely governor, he's just so such a jewel. He was here this um, month in Butte, actually, speaking on income and quality here in Montana. I have banned him from my mind. I have banned him from my mind. Montanans. They're progs. Stop it. I Democrats are not I know. I can't, for you. They keep thinking Democrats for the worker man. Democrats were Republican and rich man. I, I can't. I, believe me. I can't make a dent in it. So they think bringing money back from the federal government is great. Just not talking. Yet every other issue, they're conservative on. We have had rain almost every single day in this area. And he literally... Put this down for the federal government money as a drought area. Well, we're not everywhere in Montana. But he specifically, Dear Lodge Anaconda, is a drought area. It is not. It's on the list of the 15 I don't know what they came from drought. We were in a drought when I came here. It's it's improved since then. The trees have had more moisture since then. I've got I've got quakey aspens jumping up all over my place. Uh they're idiots. Progs, it it doesn't matter if it's true. They're doing it for the end game. Whatever they can do to get them to the end, it works. doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They're right because the end result is right, and that makes everything they do right, no matter how wrong it is. That explains Planned Parenthood to you in a nutshell. Would you like to add to that? No, she's I'm just reading Hovering that. over. I'm just, no. So she's reading ahead again. <laughs> Over I've my read, shoulder. I asked you not to read I've over my shoulder. I've read this before. I'm just wondering if you could skip parts of it because it's kind of long and I want you to I get through it. I don't want to skip it. Reed attempted to use easy, relatable examples such as people tending to spend money given to them more freely than money that they have earned. Yeah, that's right because they don't really appreciate it when you give it to them or the crap that they buy with it either. 
I give you the ghettos. They didn't start out destructive places. They were nice when they started. Yeah, until they turned it into a slum. And everywhere they go, they turn it into a slum. And they're going to do it again. Whether you do it to white people or black people, it doesn't matter. But they always do it to black people. And I have experienced the black people from the ghetto being transported in very nice areas in New York City. And they destroyed it. There's not a white person left. And that's what's going to happen now. He's doing it again. You can't... can't, Look, if you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. He's not doing anything. His handlers are. And they're not really quite as stupid as you think. They're doing something quite different here. They are an open revolution to the Constitution. Open revolution to the Constitution. We are standing by and allowing it. We have been for decades upon decades. Hundreds of years. Enough. Put an end to it. Learn. Learn who to vote for. Learn who not to vote for. The national government, you think that's your important election. It's your least important election. You're not going to change anything up there, by the way, sending people there. More, very little. But when we take back the state, we go right back to the Constitution immediately. And the amount of liberties will freak progressives out while conservatives are having a party. Yes, can we have the party, please? We will. We will have the party. Oh, no. I hear rain starting. Let's hope it's light. Metal roof. Anyway, so, I, droopy dog, man. Why do you, I, I don't understand why anybody takes him seriously at all. He's a chump, really. So, relatable examples, such as people t- tending to spend money. Wow. Yeah, it's because they're poor people and they they spend every penny they have. That's what poor people do. Uh, however, you you took it out of the active economy because those aren't just poor people. Those are people on welfare. They're people already taking our money for doing nothing. You see? Already they're doing that. He just wants to double down. Why not? What the hell? What? You don't like poor people? <laughs> I got it. All right, Reed. Droopy. How many soup kitchens have you volunteered at? Go! You Why? all ask him that. All of you, go. Why are you bringing up Droopy? Because I keep seeing Reed. Oh, that's not him. I know, but it says Reed. <laughs> I know. Like, what the heck are you doing? I'm jumping over to Harry Droopy Dog Reed because he's, the, he's in charge of what's going on up there. Yes, I know. Oh, the Republicans are in charge. No, they're not. Oh, they're all yeah. in it together. If it hasn't been obvious to you now by the way the old McDonald and the Weeper have behaved, then I don't know what I could do to show you the facts. I mean, they're helping the other side actively. Ugh. Man, every Republican worth their salt should be on the phone telling, I don't care what you have to do. I want these people... In the Weeper and McDonald, I want them out. I want them replaced with somebody who understands the Constitution, not the stupid game you've been playing for over 100 years. Yeah, you're not going to be popular, but believe it or not, they'll talk to you more than they will anybody else because you're the squeaky wheel. Anyway, uh, uh, freely then, and you earned it. Yeah, you only appreciate what you earn, right? You know that. You've learned it in your life, unless you grew up on welfare and never 
nobody ever had to do anything for what they had. Anyway, uh, he argued an employee on a business trip might not order a lobster for dinner if he or she is paying for it. People on a business trip pay don't pay for their meals, Jerpy. I'm just going to assume. Droopy. I, I'm going to call him Droopy anyway because he sounds like Droopy. No, he doesn't. He's the one that's trying to teach <laughs> these kids the right way to, to do things and how to think and counter the progressive. Wait, wait a minute. Are you insane? Attempted to use easily related examples such as people tending to spend money giving them more freely than money that they have learned. That's He argued an employee on a business trip might not order lobster at the dinner if he didn't if, if she not was paying, paying for it. If she was paying for no, it. No, if he or she is paying for it. This is the conservative group that is trying to get our colleges back. And this is the main writer of that group. I, but you're not letting me get through it to the point where he can make his point of arguing it. So far, he's not doing a very good job, by the way. But he's trying... He's Look, I started with dispelling what's happening, and I'm just beating up at him because his neighbor's Reed. No other reason. I just can't stand... I, I just assume anyone that's called Reed is related to him. I just... I really despise him. Anyway... Um, he argued that an employer at a business trip might not order the lobster. He, the world is dying today for people of good charter, he said in conclusion. And after a brief talk by 2016 GOP presidential candidate and Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, a strong, less government advocate, Paul talked about the importance of think tanks like FEE helping shape public policy about how his father, libertarian presidential candidate and retired GOP, Texas GOP Republican Ron Paul was an early supporter of the group. And I'm a big fan, Paul added. Early this week, Reed said there's a hunger out there among students for a response to the progressive agenda. Which, he argued, is having a crushing effect on freedom of speech. Well, of course it is. Only free speech is for the progs. In a prog, you don't have free speech. Shut up. Students are walking on eggshells saying, can I say this? Can I read that? He continued. Yaf, which also preserves President Reagan's Santa Barbara, California ranch, puts out webinars on liberal bias issues and expects about 15,000 students to attend next year's event in Washington. Next week's. Next week. Next year's? Next week. No, because it's important. They're having one next week. When was this story? Yesterday. Oh, okay. Sometimes I get a story a little late. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. All right, so they said next week's event in Washington. I don't know what the event's called. Jasinski says the group is more focused on the long term than next year's elections. We're more than just surge elections, she said. We're concerned about the hearts and minds of future generations. Well, good for you. Although, I really don't like their example of what they were trying to say. Well, and they had a progressive student conference either today or yesterday, and they couldn't even fill two rows in the auditorium of students. Why do you have to... You hear progressivism every day. Why would you spend more time on Thank it? Thank you. Or they're stupid and too lazy to go. They're out doing something else, man. They're smoking pot getting laid. You know? <laughs> okay. Get, do not do this. Hey, I have nothing against pot, but I'm just saying, the type in college... Yeah, and Donald Trump said, came out and said a lot of sorority girls are sluts. He's absolutely right. Of course, they, a lot of 
young girls now are sluts. They're taught that in the indoctrination centers. They're already having sex by the time they're 13. And they think it's cool. They're having sex in buses, under desks, in the classroom. Girls gone wild. Said enough, right? Girls gone wild. Where do we find all these college girls willing to get naked and who knows what else uh, while they're on spring break, while they're drunk off their backsides? I don't know what to tell you. Once they're old enough, you can't really do anything about it, but if I raised my child, it wouldn't want to go to spring break. That's just disgusting. I'm sorry. And that's just that that's a culmination of what happens for the progressive agenda. Go look at what they've done. They've had spring breaks down in Florida forever. Now they're saying the towns are saying we don't want them anymore. They're too destructive and violent. There used to always be craziness, but they didn't destroy the place. It's not worth the tax dollars anymore. They're, they're starting to clamp down on it. Uh, well, that's the way it should be. That was a stupid idea. We're changing our minds. Go to Jamaica where you can disappear. Oh, no. We're looking for space aliens. And Hawaiian Christians and Martians. Oh, no. Aren't we supposed to have something for this? Like, spaceship takeoff or something? From Live Science, this week, famed physicist Stephen Hawking (laughs) helped launch a major new effort to search for signs of intelligent alien life in the cosmos, even though he thinks it's likely that such creatures would try to destroy humanity. That's what I said. But I call for them to stop trying to contact him. Why is he so interested in us being destroyed? He's another one of these lefty haters, isn't he? Since at least 2010, Hawker has spoken publicly about his fears that an advanced alien civilization would have no problem wiping out the human race the way a human might wipe out a colony of ants. At the medium event announced the new project, he noted that human beings have a terrible history of mistreating and even massacring other human cultures that are less technologically advanced. Why would an alien civilization be any different? Yeah, what was these scientists think? Just because they're scientifically advanced, they're philosophically advanced. I point you to the Klingons. And yet, it seems Hawking's desire to know if there is intelligent life elsewhere in the universe trumps his fears. Well, since he can't use his body, maybe he should try to learn transcendental meditation and psychic projection, where you travel outside your body. Then he can have all kinds of fun, because he can't move his real body, but he can move his mystical spirit body. And he's got a great mind. Why has he never looked at, oh, that's all hobbycock. No, it's not. I've experimented with all kinds of things. And I can tell you one thing. You can actually do it. I didn't say it was easy. On July 20th, he was part of a public announcement for a new initiative called Breakthrough Listen, which organizers said will be the most powerful search ever initiated for signs of intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. Obviously, we have found that there are no intelligent life forms on Earth because there, because if we were smart, we would allow this. Uh, this is not to your best interest. A superior life form is going to come across a galaxy to our planet, which we can't do. 
And they're just going to go, oh, we just want to love and hug you. It's just like Jeb, Jeb Bush feels about the illegal aliens. That's the way the U.N. and the governments feel about alien life. Oh, they're just misunderstood. You know, I guarantee you, the, the intelligent life form that comes here will not be misunderstood in the point of his, its actions, and it will probably be to wipe us off the planet. Hey, even Hawking's backs me up. All right, uh... I am here today because I believe the breakthrough initiatives are incredibly important. Hawking said during a media event at the Royal Society in London, it's time to search for the life beyond Earth. The breakthrough initiatives are making that commitment. We are alive. We are intelligent. We must know. The new breakthrough listed initiative would only search for signs of intelligent life, not broadcast signals from Earth, and scientists other than Hawking have expressed concerns about hailing the attention of alien civilizations. If they're superior to us, they could track where our probe came from by accessing its core memory. And they're superior to us. I don't think that would be difficult. Man, could you people stop trying to get us killed? Scientists currently have no idea what alien life form might look like or how they might respond to contact from human civilization. Such advanced aliens would perhaps become nomads, looking to conquer and colonize whatever planets they could reach. Hawking said in 2010 on an episode of Into the Universe with Stephen Hawking, a TV show that aired on the Discovery Channel, that I had no idea ever existed. If so, it makes sense for them to exploit each new planet for material to build more spaceships so they could move on. Who knows what the limits would be? Hawking voiced his fears at the breakthrough, well, he'd probably enslave us, sir, so that we can mine what they needed from the planet, the resources, and then they'd leave us to die. Anyway, Hawking voiced his fears at the breakthrough event, saying, we don't know much about aliens, but we know about humans. If you look at history, contact between humans and less intelligent organisms have often been disastrous from the point of view and encounters between civilizations with advanced versus primitive technologies have gone badly. For the less advanced, that is. A civilization reading one of our messages could be billions of years ahead of us. If so, they would be vastly more powerful and may not see us as any more valuable than we see bacteria. I'll tell you, this is a this is a rich earth. This is a rich planet. This is a fine for anybody that wants to mine and and take its resources for themselves and devastate the planet. Of course, this would be awesome. You guys need to watch more Star Trek-y stuff. This all, this all makes sense to you, then. Astrophysicist Martin Rees in God of Hawking's Spheres, noting that an advanced civilization may know we're here already. And Drian, co-founder and CEO of Cosmic Studios, who is part of the announcement panel and will work on the Breakthrough Message Initiative, seemed much more hopeful that the nature of an advanced alien civilization and the future of humanity. We may get to a period in our future where we outgrow our evolutionary baggage and evolve to become less violent and short-sighted, Drian said at the media event. Wow. I, I love how progressives hate human beings. Have you noticed? We're horrible. 
as as a people. We're just horrible. As I, a species, you mean? Well, we are also a people. You know what I want to know? ISIS is completely taking over whole countries. Our country is being completely taken over. And these eggheads are sitting up there want the world to be taken over. And they don't even understand Islam. My hope is that extraterrestrial civilizations are not only more technologically proficient than we are, but more aware of the rarity and preciousness of life in the cosmos. I don't think so. I, I, sorry. Personal interest drives everybody. And the personal interest of a spirit culture, probably who exhausted the resources on their own planet, would be to go out into the universe and find more resources. And when they find it, exploit it. They've already killed one planet. You think they care about yours? What was that Twilight Zone episode? I don't know. There's lots of Twilight Zone episodes. To cook something? Oh, yeah. To, uh, it wasn't that. It was to something man. To, to, yes, to serve man. Exactly. That's what it said on the cover of the book, to serve man. It was a cookbook on how to serve man. Has food. Thank you for coming. Yum. Oh, God. My hope. Listen to the prox. My hope. You don't hope about crap that's important. You can take your hope and stick it in your back pocket, as far as I'm concerned. Hope is that extraterrestrial civilization, not only more time, they're going to be aware of the rarity of all life. Jill Tarter, former director of... They live in their own universe. They're idiots beyond belief. Jill Tarter, former director of the Center for SETI, which I said was a profoundly bad idea, search for extraterrestrial intelligence, broadcasting all that crap into outer space uh, so they can find us. We, these people have no self-survival skills at all, these progs. They're just all, well, love and life. Everything will be wonderful. doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. So, SETI also expressed opinions about alien civilizations that are in stark contrast to Hawking's. Of course, because SETI's job is to reach out and find intelligence. So the weirdos they have working there are all bought into it. Oh, I have something to say. Let's see what he says. While Sir Stephen Hawking warned that alien life might try to conquer or colonize the Earth, I respectfully disagree, Tartar said in a statement in 2012. If aliens were not to, were to come here, it would be simply to explore. Considering the age of the universe, we probably wouldn't be their first extraterrestrial encounter either. Yeah, they'd come here after they None of what them. he said, none of what he said disproves what Hawking said. Did you see? Did, did, no, you can't make, really, where's their proof? If aliens were to come here, it would be simply to explore. They're making a statement, in fact, at least Sir Stephen Hawking was honest, Ed said, would likely, could possibly, oh, not these people, absolutely not. We know, because we're SETI. Really? How many intelligent life have you contacted? Nothing. How many years has it been there my whole life? Okay, it's a failed thing. You're failed. Go away. Why do you listen to failure? Stephen Hawking is not a failure. He's a smart man. He's a genius. He, he And he's a clear thinker. We disagree on many things, but we don't disagree on science. But, you know, the prog thing is to hope for the best. 
and not plan for the worst. I say hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And I've been saying it for decades. Anyway. Considering the age, if aliens were able to visit Earth, that would mean they would have technological capabilities sophisticated enough not to need slaves, food, or other planets yet. Really? How advanced does human race? Do we need slaves? I don't I don't need slaves, but I know there's still slaves. In in the Af continent of Africa, they're selling black people into slavery today. We're we're technologically advanced. Why do we need slaves? Oh, slaves slavery should have been banned from the planet by now, and notice it isn't. Cause we weren't the cause of it. Take it away to white man. Didn't fix a damn thing because it wasn't the white man who was into slavery. It was the black man. Anyway, I, I just hate as as being white thrown in his thing to constantly, constantly berate us. Constantly. The worst thing on the planet in this country to be is a white male heterosexual. The new Breakthrough Listen initiative is scheduled to operate for 10 years. We have no money. We're borrowing money. Where are they getting this money? Government grant? I say no. There's no government money for science or the arts. That's private. Go ahead, find it in the Constitution. That's how the game works. You have to find it in the Constitution. If it's not there, the power doesn't exist. Don't look at other people's explanation of how to abuse a clause of the Constitution and then email me because I've heard them all and I've debunked them all already and I get really annoyed when people think I'm that stupid. Hey, I didn't say I was a very social individual, did I? The initiative will scan the 1 million stars closest to Earth in the Milky Way, as well as the 100 closest galaxies. And we still don't know what's under the sea. How many times? They had a whole show about that. They thought they would get you progs to go support under the sea. Remember, it was a submarine thing with one of your favorite prog actors and such. Uh, And yet... We're still sending people into outer space and we're still not exploring the sea. Why? I don't think exploring the sea is going to allow some strange intelligent aliens to come here and conquer us. I don't know. Atlantis didn't have domes under it when it sunk. It just sunk. It's gone. The Library of Alexandria, gone. Why? Islam. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she's shuffling cards. <laughs> I hate that because I can see it go? and I can hear it. The war <laughs> on Christianity. Oh my God, I said it again. I've been doing the war on Christianity now for, including the blog, over 15 years. Well, before we get into the war on Christianity, we have to tell them about my promotion. Can I have a light? It's getting dark in the studio. <laughs> Susan's nursing novel, novel, novel promotion started July the 25th, which was yesterday, and ends August the 1st. You can buy 
Susan's book, Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America in ebook format. And if you don't have Kindle, it doesn't matter. When you go in the bookstore, if you look on the left-hand column, they have a free app you can download for your computer, other other instruments to read it, whatever. And so now you can actually download that and get it from Amazon. 99 cents. It was seven ninety nine. For this week and this period and this period only, it is $0.99. Cents. That's a 88% discount for my listeners. No, you don't have to put any special code in because only the people listening to me are going to go there anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everybody you tell can get the book for $0.99. Cents. Anybody on the planet, but not extraterrestrials, can get the book for $0.99. Cents. And so here are some reviews. No, not tonight. Oh, good. We did that last show. Don't overdo it. CNSnews.com again. The Obama administration has introduced homosexual rights policies across federal agencies, including at the Health and Human Services Office, a refugee resettlement website, which links to a guide that rates placement providers and communities on LGBT-friendly services, including having culturally competent medical health providers and LGBT-affirming places of worship. There's no place LGBT should be worshiping, because it's a sin, period. What, we're... Unless they're praying to Gaia. We're importing homosexuals now? Cultural competent mental health providers. You know what that means? Mental health providers that buy into the PC crap that this isn't a mental disorder. I'm telling you, I know for a fact it is a mental disorder. Out of the words of the community, it is a mental disorder. It is not something that they were born with. Almost all of them were sexually abused as a child. So we're importing homosexuals into this country because they're refugees. Where are they refugees from? can't be a Muslim country because they throw them off roofs. What are you talking about? This is Obama. Yeah, his refugee resettlement. I understand, but this is Obama. No other country in the United States of America. No, but we're bringing them in. They're refugees. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with any other country and nothing at all. It has to do with the Obama administration and that's it. Period. Case closed. They're choosing who to take into this country. They're doing it on purpose. They're choosing how they're resettled. They're choosing everything. They're telling everybody what to do, and nobody's pushing back. A man should have been impeached a long time ago. His first term. He should have been impeached. I've been calling it since his first term. Too many people, I'm a a Republican. I'm afraid that might be bad politically. Well, first of all, it wouldn't be. It'd be a benefit politically, but cl- being closed-minded on how politics works, I can understand that. Uh, they, this man's destroying the United States of America, destroying it, pulling it apart at the seams. And you're letting him. That's your neighborhood. Just saying no. No, we're not. You know, here's an idea. Just say, no, they got this wrong. We're not LGBT friendly at all nor muzzy, re-friendly at all. Or here's one, we don't like refugees here either. Go away. Right, like, the, the, I'm going to skip through this because, like I You said, conform to us! We do not conform to you. 
The document is intended to serve two purposes. First, as a set of guidelines for voluntary agencies, V-O-L-A-G-S's, to use for determining which of their affiliates are best suited to accept lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender refugees for placement. And second, as an agency self-assessment to help refugee programs identify strengths and challenges that they may face when resettling LGBT refugees, the guide Again, states. part and parcel of destroying the country. If you break down the marriage, no family unit, refugee, homosexuals, LGBTQs, so there's more of a number of them you have to interact with. I'm sorry. You can be whatever you want. You can have sex whatever you want. Why do I have to know about it? Someone explain to me why do I have to know that they're LGBTQs. Why? Why? If they didn't get special treatment, they wouldn't tell you. They wouldn't check the box off for the government. It needs to end. All the check boxes need to go. There are no hyphenated Americans. They're just Americans. Every single American shall be treated the same. No difference. No special treatment because of perceived past slights. No. End of conversation. We live now. We don't live in history. We learn from history. That's why people try to tell them, you just want to go back and live in 1789. Well, no, I don't. I want to live right here in the, in the United States of America the way it's supposed to be, the rule of law. That's where I want to live. Yeah, that's turning back their clock, their destruction of America. Yes, I want to turn back their clock. You're darn right. We should have never encouraged minorities like this. That's not what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted. He wanted equal treatment for everybody. Not just black people, not just brown people, not just homosexual people, not just women. Everybody. Well, and you're bringing up a really good point. If you're accepting these people into your community, you're endangering your families. They don't have any rights, these refugees. They, they do have a right to go once, back where the hell Once they, they come, came. there's nothing you can do about it except to shun them. Sorry. And move. That's it. Yeah, no. But I don't know where you can move. He's going to keep moving these moving these kinds of people around the country everywhere you go. Go up to your elected cockroaches and say no in your town. Yeah, if that doesn't work, move someplace where you can find somebody who will. That would be my reason to move for that one issue. I want someone to be that I'm going to move into that's not going to say yes to this nonsense, this redistribution of homosexuality and and pieces of crap brown people. No, I didn't say all brown people were pieces of crap. I said they were pieces of crap brown people. I saw them. I saw them when they came off the train. Thugs, gang members. Sure, there were some that weren't. Some were, like, I don't know, gray and old, and they were utes. I'm like... Uh, <clears throat> Why can't public schools ask if they're citizens of the United States and how, or at least how old they are, for God's sake? They don't even ask how old. He's 45 years old. He says he's 17. You don't question it. Again, that's our own citizens doing do want, it to ourselves. Do you want 45-year-old men from Central America and Mexico to be sitting in the same class with your young daughters? These people, a lot of them are predators. You just took... Why would an old man want to go to public school? I'm sorry. <laughs> you and Jeb Bush give way too much credit to minorities like they're better than the rest of us. 
I hate to break it to you, culturally speaking, uh, us non-minorities are actually better evolved than the rest of them. That goes without saying. We don't go. We wouldn't go around and think about sneaking into somebody else's country and then sneaking into public schools so you can rape little girls. We wouldn't think that, but they would. That's just the life where they come from. Whoever you can get over on. There's a minority in this country to believe that, but if you keep importing them, we're going to be the minority. And unfortunately, this minority is well-armed. you got to get to this last story before the end of the show. I saved it. Because <laughs> I knew you'd like it. The Associated Press. An Oklahoma Supreme Court ruling that will rid the Capitol grounds of a religious monument has simultaneously scuttled the plans of a group advocating for a satanic statue there. And they now hope to enshrine the deity outside the Arkansas State House. I knew you would like that. The best the the government has ever said about the satanic worship is that it's a cult. We don't put statues up for cults. We don't put signs up for cults other than beware, don't go there. No, this should have no, nothing. Separation of church and state. First of all, that doesn't exist. Second of all, you said you're a church, the satanic temple. That's a church, right? It's a church for a cult, but it's a church. So if it's a separation of church and state, why are you asking to put a satanic temple, obviously, Lucifer, on the statue of Lucifer. I say we should, but there should be a very important insignia along with it. Something along the lines of the Catholic uh, exorcist prayer. This way, what it would have a purpose. If you see something evil that needs to be exorcised, use these words. What? I think that's kind of funny. That's the kind of way I would deal with stuff like this. I wouldn't just wouldn't make it an issue. Yeah. Here, here's your statue. But the pedestal is ours. We say what we want on it. I'm brilliant. Well, it's easy when you're playing mental debate with progs. They're idiots. Anyway, or they wouldn't believe in progressivism. I didn't say they were intelligent. I said they were idiots. Anyway, they have spent more than $100,000 to design and construct an eight and a half foot tall bronze Baphomet. Wait a minute, a Baphomet is in Satan, which depicts Satan as a goat headed figure with horns, hooves, wings, and a beard. Really, they choose that one to worship? <laughs> That's funny. They're worshiping goats, evil goats. <laughs> Oh, my God. With the Oklahoma Justice outlawing a Ten Commandments display from around the Capitol, the Satanic Temple has turned its attention to Arkansas, where lawmakers this year approved a similar Ten Commandments display on public land. It was always our intention to take this wherever it was relevant, wherever it was necessary, and wherever the dialogue needs to take place, said Lucian Greaves. You got to know he changed his first name. A spokesman for the group which is less about Satan worship and more about highlighting what it perceives to be improper religious influence on government. We already have enough of those groups, sir. Go away. <laughs> you're, the, you're the last group where I'm telling you, we may be screwed up, but we ain't listening to Satan worshipers. Sorry. And if you could dig up 1% of the population, I'd be amazed. 
Anyway, well, they could probably dig them up, but but it won't. It was always our intention to screw people. Uh, the one and a half ton figurine, backed by an inverted pentagram, and flanked by statues of two young children gazing up at the creature, including sitting on sa- sitting on Satan's lap. Wait a minute. Is he Santa Claus now? What are you? Do- what the hell is that? That's not the what you said it was. That was that plus more. Where did the children come in? I know. They want your children. (laughs) Yep. Don't let them come to a town near you. Everybody wants our children. Yep. Wow. Two young children gazing up at this creature, including sitting on Satan's lap. The group wanted to make its point by placing it in Oklahoma City, but the Oklahoma Supreme Court last week ruled in a case challenging the legality of the Ten Commandments on Capitol grounds. There's no reason the Ten Commandments cannot be on Capitol grounds. Our legal system is partially based on the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are things we should really pay attention to. Why? Are you for murder? It's not that shall kill. It's thou shalt not murder. It was That's an improper translation, which most of the Christian Bibles are full of. Uh, it's thou shalt not murder. Think about it. It's the Old Testament. He required them to kill and sacrifice in his name. Not humans, but animals and also wheat you'd burn up. How could he say thou shalt not kill and then say go kill? Kill that goat. It's thou shalt not murder. A little common sense can go a long way. Uh, but yeah, that that's just bad interpretation. And it, it's full of it. So Anyway... Um, The fact that this is happening is just more proof that evil is on the move. They are on the move, and we aren't even fighting back yet. (laughs) We're not even in the battle. This is going to come from every possible evil direction that we have allowed to exist in this country for over 200 years. This is not going to be pretty. Not to mention the stuff that's coming in from the other world, seeping through the pores, just engulfing human souls and turning them into progressives that are going to go worship the Bohemian goat god and uh, and damn the god of Abraham. What was that? Too strong for you? Well. Even though those Congress critters don't know they're doing it, those elected cockroaches are doing it, and they have sold their soul, many of them, over and over again. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm not real worried about making them pay. I just want to get rid of them. God will take care of that. When they die, they, they're going to answer for every every single thing they've done. And uh, I don't think they're going to be heading to the pearly gates. Okay. But let's worship Satan. You, you can move on. We allow Islam in here, and that's really Lucifer's religion. It's not yes, the it satanic is. cult. They're a bunch of idiots. The leader is a young little idiot. It's stupid. Well, one thing that Grief said last week that the I can't even say that stupid. He word. thinks he's he thinks <laughs> he's being mess. ironic. He thinks he's being like is, like making a statement. I don't really into all that ritual stuff. Well, once you sold your soul to the devil, the rest of the ritual stuff you might as well do because it's over, buddy. Yeah, Grief, why don't you watch an episode of Salem? <laughs> I suggest you learn to pray to God and pray. Constantly, Grieve said last week that the Baphomet is meant to symbolize plurality, no plurality, plurality, and religious liberty, and is now needed alongside a Christian monument in a different state. 
<laughs> no, it does not. It doesn't symbolize plurality. It symbolizes evil. Not pl- plurality. Now, Look at, they're trying to relabel satanic worship, really. And you're going to buy that. You know, um, maybe we should like, you know, the guy out that really brought it to our attention. Remember him? The White now, Album? Now, what do you think? The, this thing was Do you know made... who I'm even talking about? I do. <laughs> then who? What? The White what? Album? Yeah. Who am I talking about? The Beatles. About? Who am I talking I'm not talking about the Beatles. The Beatles killed people? Really? I didn't know that. Oh, Ma- Manson. Manson. Right. He's still alive. He's still, he's just recently petitioned to get out, and they won't let him out. I don't know why. We're letting them and, and Muslims. Muslims are worse than satanic worshipers. You're worried about Manson? These people are worse than Manson, for goodness well, sakes. Yeah, and was... they're walking around telling, they're saying what they're doing, and nobody's <laughs> doing anything. And this gets even worse because this thing was built in the backwoods of Florida near Daytona, they're saying. And this city-based sculptor, Mark Porter, worked on the statue for five months. What the heck is his brain going to be like? He doesn't care. It's just a statue (laughs) to him. Oh, my Lord. That's just art, you know. They don't look at it that way. They just do the art. Plus, he's... I would hanker... I would bet the guy, the artist who did it is probably something like a biker or something. Uh, well, not said, that bikers are, I mean, outlaw bikers. He said he found it creepy at first. But then I started thinking about it. Why don't I like it, Porter said. And then after It looking, represents evil, that's why. It and, represents and, Satan, that's and, why. And then after looking at it every day for a year, it's just whatever. It could be Mickey Mouse. That's his statement. Mickey Mouse. Now, <laughs> he can't tell the difference between a goat and Mickey Mouse, and he's an artist? Now... I could understand it if he called Obama Mickey Mouse because he looks like Mickey Mouse and he's half white and half black, just like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> anyway, the Satanic Temple, <clears throat> or whoever these pagans are, are simply trying to draw attention to themselves, and it's simply an outrageous gesture that flies in the face of the sensitivities of the people of the state of Arkansas. Of course, they're doing uh, they're doing with. What Trump is doing. They're playing to the press. They're trying to get attention so they can get more people who want to join their cause so they can bow down and worship him, I guess. The geek the geek in charge of the Satanic Temple. He looks like a he looks like something out of the Big Bang, you know. It's hard to take him seriously. He doesn't take himself seriously. Anyway, uh Arkansas Ten Commandments play could go up by the end of the year, joining 15 other on- monuments on the Capitol, said State Senator Jason Rappert, who wrote the bill authorizing the monument. He dismissed the idea that his bill could inadvertently summon the demon. The Satanist Temple, Satanic the Temple, already here. or whoever these pagans are, are simply trying to draw attention to themselves. It's simply an outrageous gesture. It flies in the face of the sensitivities of the people of the state of Arkansas. You, you, you copied it twice. See? Said it again here. Same thing. Uh, Robert said, In my opinion, a lot of what they stand for is detestable by the everyday American and definitely to the everyday Arkansan. It was Arkansanian when I lived there. Why did it become Arkansan? That sounds stupid. Grief said the group will, which will unveil the statue July 25th in Detroit will decide later whether to reply for space outside the Arkansas State House. Well, we got the Clintons from Arkansas. Might as well put a statue that represents the evil it was. 
You heard me. From Reuters. The state of Washington can require a pharmacy to deliver medicine even if the pharmacy owner has religious objection. A federal appeals court ruled on... T- this was a state issue. It has nothing to do with the federal government. They ruled on Thursday the latest in a series of judgments on whether religious believers can opt out of providing services. You know, I'm torn with this because I understand the practicality of it being in the medical field for a long time. You can't have... You can't have people that dispense medicine deciding who they're going to dispense medicine to and who they're not going to dispense it to and for what reasons if you have religious exemptions for what's required for you to be a pharmacist then go do something else that's the good christian thing to do not make other people suffer for your choices you're supposed to suffer for your choices that's the christian way so the christian thing to do is to bow out that's simple I can't be a pharmacist. If you tell me that this is part of the job, I can't do it. I can't be a doctor. If this is part of the job, I, it's against my religious belief. Fine. Then you can't be a doctor. Then you can't be a pharmacist, you see. Or you can't be a truck driver or whatever else if your religious problems get in the way of actually doing the job. That makes you ineligible to have the job. That's what it should make and nothing else. Sorry. Oh, religious freedom, right? No, 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 no. If it interferes with the performance of your duty, we're not talking religion. We're talking employment. And that is up to the employer. Now, if the owner of the pharmacy doesn't want to do it, that's a tough one because he owns the business. Now, he has private property rights issues. And I same way with uh, medicine is just different than floral arrangements and cakes and wedding cakes and wedding ceremonies. We're talking about someone's medicine. Um, I understand some of it. I, and the, the rest of it is just... You don't belong to be a pharmacist. You cannot be a pharmacist. If you can't give the morning after you pill out, you don't belong to be a pharmacist. The woman has her, has her right to take the pill if she has a prescription for it. It was the doctor's decision. And unless it's physically, medically unhealthy for her as a pharmacist, you have nothing to do but fill the prescription. You, as a pharmacist, can talk to the doctor and not do things that are something that's going to physically harm the patient, but you can't do it when you're going to physically harm the patient by not doing what you're supposed to do. And that could be heart medication. Who knows? Someone might say, oh, no, that's God's will. People have heart attacks. And I got to go. It's a cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say good night, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.